I'm Laura Allen, and this is Hello Thoughts. So I've decided that I'm super uncomfortable with the way everyone, us as a society, treats turkeys on Thanksgiving. And yes, I do eat meat. I eat some meat. I'm one of those people that eats it, but I just feel super guilty about it all the time. I, I I will I'm I'm sure of it one day be vegetarian. It it's I know it sounds bad. It doesn't feel like it's in the cards for me right now. Having a family that eats meat cooking all the time, it's just it's something that I do make. I don't eat pork or steak or anything like that. I stick to the poultry and the fish for for the most part, which no vegetarians listening. It doesn't make me better. I understand. I really understand. In fact, I I torture myself enough about it. I can't eat it without thinking about all the things. And it's super magnified right now because Ruby has kind of gotten to a place where she's constantly questioning what she's eating. So who knows what a year looks like. I mean, maybe we'll move on from from the whole meat thing soon. But back to what I'm saying, I just, I think it's a little bit, it's a little scary what what we do, what kind of mockery we've made of, of the poor turkeys, okay? In in the schools that you know, leading up to tur- uh, the Thanksgiving Turkey Day, you have these images of of turkeys, you know, cartoon images, and they got sweat flying off their forehead. Their eyes are bugging out. They're like, ah, "What's gonna happen?" Okay, so it's it's kind of a joke. I don't know. I ju- I it makes me super uncomfortable. And uh, you don't see other meals, I think, on Christmas. I'm not sure. I don't eat it. and But I feel like maybe ham is a thing for Christmas. And nobody's coloring, you know, children are not coloring in pigs that are worried about about the rest of their life, how many more minutes they have here. So I just I just think we need to stop. Stop making a mockery of the turkeys. You're going to eat it. You're going to eat it. I understand. But like, come on, guys. So we've been saying thank you around the table, kind of in replace, replacing grace, really. Um, so what are we thankful for? So each of us says a little something. We've been doing it for maybe the past like two years or so. And uh, it's nice and special for Ruby and for us. And uh, one of the things she was thankful for yesterday, because now it's not only one time, it's not one round of thank yous. It's before every meal. Um, I thought it would be good to start it out while we did appetizers to kind of just like, okay, now we can move along. You know, but uh, she wanted to do it each each course, appetizers, dinner, dessert. It was really cute. But 
um, one thing she was thankful for was a toilet. And, you know, that's most certainly on my list. Y- you have to remember the little things, too. I mean, yes, there's so many big things, family, friends, food on the table, house, s- some people, career, you know, all these things are, are big to us. But you can't forget the little things. For me, my little most treasured item is Q-tips. Your girl, Laura, cannot live without Q-tips. And on the Q-tip box, you look at the box and there, there's no place on the box that it says that it's okay, f- that, that it's for your ears. It's, it's, it's not a recommendation, but we all know Q-tips are for the ears. And they, they make my life complete. And that's not a joke, okay? Think about it. What would you do without Q-tips? Yes, I have a little little sensory, you know, with the, I don't want anything wet like that happening in my ears. But but think about it. What are you going to do? What are, you, what are you doing with that? You're going to, you know, wrap a, a stick with, with tissue? How are we doing that? We need Q-tips. So, yes, toilet, Q-tips, the little things. Another thing I am super thankful for is my guest that you're about to listen to, David Apple. Thank you so much for a wonderful conversation. You're a great friend. You're so talented at what you do. And um, I, I, I got a lot of inspiration from our conversation. And I know everyone listening will as well. Um, at one point, Dave talks a little bit about a loss in his life, a good friend, mentor. Um, and it just kind of, our conversation about it just, you know, things, in, they happen in life and they're so hard for us and um you know devastating and challenging and and we're put through the ringer and I I nobody knows why something I I have a hard time coming to terms with you know it really pisses me off sometimes but we are we're put through the ringer and the test is just there But if one thing comes out of it, I feel like, you know, in these sad times is perspective. You know, we don't always see it right then and there, but perspective comes with it. Um, The order of importance kind of follows, you know, what's important to you. And it kind of makes you reevaluate and reassess those things. And, And, you know, many of us, kind of move on and and lose sight of it but it really for him it 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 stayed with him and gave him that perspective and and helped him kind of reevaluate what he wanted in his life and the order of important importance and I feel like that's super valuable you know knowing that I I kind of struggle with that sometimes you know it's all just jammed up in there. But we have to remember to kind of 
lay it out. What's, what's going to help us kind of, okay, well, that's not that important. Let's put it on the bottom of the list so we can kind of let go a little bit, have an easier day. So I, I just enjoyed what he had to say about all that. It, it hit me and gave me some more perspective, you know, um, and that you have to laugh even when things are hard and, you know, you're looking back at it, you're like, oh, God, that was fucking hard or we're so shitty, you know, somehow you have to find laughter and it doesn't happen while you're in it. That's for sure. But eventually to kind of let go of some stuff, you have to find the humor in it. So, David, thank you for all of our conversation. I really had such a good time talking with you. And, and uh, yeah, I can't wait to listen back just to hear all the good stuff you had to say. I, I know you, um, and I know bits and pieces of you, but it was really nice to kind of get get some more and kind of put the puzzle together a little bit more. It was cool for me. So thank you again. And uh, yeah, I you left me wanting to be a drummer. So who knows? Who knows? I know Taylor would like to have a drum set in here. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Dave, thank you. And enjoy David Apple, everyone. How, uh, how, oh. about, how about now? Oh, oh, there he is, my man. I am so excited. Cheer, cheers, my friend. Oh, nice. You're having a drink. I'm so excited to welcome the charming, talented, my friend, David Apple. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you for coming on tonight. Yes, and um, I just want to thank you in advance for not recording this because, you know, I was very concerned. So, um, <laughs> This, it'll be just between us. Between, yeah, just between you and me. I My fingers are crossed. I'm sorry. <laughs> all, all the listeners will listen, and that's great because you're great. Cheers. And but before we get started, I just want to say your theme song, big fan. Uh, oh, thank you. That's a Taylor uh, Allen special. And he says hello to you, by the excellent. way. Excellent. It kind of reminds me of my brain during COVID because it's like <laughs> everything's very calm. Everything's very cool. <laughs> and all of a sudden it gets crazy. Yes. And that is exactly, I, I said, this is, and I don't know guitar very well at all, but I just like mess around sometimes. Right. And I was like, this is kind of what I want. And I, I'm like, just a little, like something soft into like, yes, you know, like this is my feelings on life in yeah. general. So you go from calm to crazy and then yes. back to calm. At any moment, you never any know. You turn. never know. And that, I guess that's what this is about, really. Cheers. Cheers to that. So, yeah, we're going to break it down. I can't wait to hear. I, I've known you for the last couple of years, but, you know, there's this whole world of David Apple that I, I have yet to listen to. So I'm excited. I think we've known each other anywhere from 
five to seven years. Yeah, I was thinking about it. I, I, I know I had Ruby already, so that's I, that's my like time frame. You know, I, I gauge it by the age. I think she it was is. right around then. So probably yeah, it, yeah, it was like around around then. Like I already had her, but she wasn't very old. So I, I, I would think maybe six years. Around so, six years. And so, like, what you're saying is, um, there is, I am, there is a uh, what. 36 years of unknown of unknown David territory. Life yes that, that you yes. can ask away and explore i'm i'm excited i'm nervous yeah. Don't, never be nervous you know oh, it's all good it's all it's good, all good. Yes. so let's let's talk about where the journey began where where i know you didn't grow up in new jersey so tell everyone where you're from the year was 1978 <laughs> the place Southfield, Michigan. Michigan, yeah. Michigan, yes. So, so it it, was that like a very like what part of Michigan? I'm not sure. I don't know Michigan very well. So, give give it to me. Well, if you you know, have you seen the movie Eight Mile, the the Eminem movie? Yeah. So, like Eight Mile was where the city and the suburb, like the suburbs, start. Okay. So I was like 12 Mile. I was well into the (laughs) suburbs. Okay. Gotcha. So it was, you know, your typical suburban. Yeah. You know, and, and was it like a ride to get to any store or not too bad? No, no, no. no. Like no, uh, just... these major roads, Telegraph and Woodward, like some band wrote a song about Telegraph Road or something like that. Was there a Caldor? <laughs> There's no Caldor. That's a Jersey no, thing. That's R. a Jersey R. thing. R.I.P. Caldor. <laughs> R.I.P. Bradley's. Yes. Um, it's more I don't of, know. Something took over for Caldor. Yeah, it's more of the, I mean, Kmart. Um, Maybe uh, Kmart. Kmart's for sure. Yeah. Uh, the uh, grocery stores. Farmer Jack is something you don't got here. Okay. All um, right. So so you were raised there then. Like when, how how did you end up in New Jersey? It's I don't know if like, I'm skipping too far. So oh, you're let me know. Oh, uh, was, okay. You, you were living my, there for a long time. My, yeah. I think of it as like my childhood it was Michigan. Okay, cool. I moved when I was 11. Okay. So, yeah. Like, so early years much, were there. Mm-hmm. So you have a sister? I do. Uh, just, she was just a sister though, right? Just uh, that I know of. Um, <laughs> that you know of, right? <laughs> she was uh, three years older. Three years older, mine as well. And, um, you know, and uh, one of the, it's like sometimes I think it's, you know, common when the older one is just like straight laced, good kid. Yep. Cheers kind of to like that. trailblazing responsibility. Yes. You know, good yes. job, family, all that stuff. So I, I, I enjoy, like it was good because then I feel like I didn't have to do that. My parents right. could brag about my sister, you know. Right, and, right. You know, and so you didn't have like, to fill those shoes. No, no, she yeah. was like an accountant and whatnot, and like okay. Penn State, and just like you know, good, good yeah. kid. Yeah, yeah, good kid. So it was like that very early on. Did you like wh- when you started to kind of notice that? Do you feel like you felt the need to kind of fill certain shoes? Like, were you like the funny? What were you reaching for as a kid? Well, like my, my dad, like my, my parents are both very funny people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of laughter, a lot of fun. Okay. Um, you know, I think my, my dad could have been professionally funny. Yeah. And uh, he's, he's got the jokes. Oh yeah. 
I mean, yeah. and and he was like, he was a DJ for a while. He did theater. Okay. Yes. Um, that which is a topic for sure. Theater. Both my both my parents <laughs> went to the University of Michigan. Um, okay. My dad is that where they met? Did they grow up in Michigan or? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my dad was, I think, born in Chicago. Okay. But moved to Michigan, I think, pretty early. And um, uh, like my dad had went to college with Gilda Radner and like, okay. You know, he like directed her in some plays and shit. Yeah. um, Cool. So like he's got a really good sense of humor. And so I was like, you know, uh, trained by that and wanting to make my dad laugh. That's like a big thing, you know? Yeah. So, um, when you were a kid, were they, I know your parents still to this day are in involved in theater, Yeah, yeah which yeah. is uh, incredible. I mean, I, I just, the last time I actually physically saw you, you were telling me they were going to do bye bye birdie, which I think I, I was still has go. been postponed. Way, right. I have not seen you in nine months. I know. And, and you're probably, you're the last regular human I actually spent time with no joke literally the last I mean I did have clients after you actually but I just felt very lucky hanging out like I I I saw you right before shit went down and you know we did a photo shoot I know before and so like um yeah it was uh I felt very fortunate to get that haircut in yeah right before (laughs) Right before. Shut it all down. Yeah. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm nine months now. I haven't cheated on you. You see. And look I mean, at I'm this. Pretty look good. at this. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty how, good. how good are you to that get it... the haircut nine months later? <laughs> not out of control. I mean, depending on who you ask. Yeah. Um, listen to that. You're, you're everyone. Damn good. Damn good. <laughs> Cheers yeah. to that. Before you became a professional podcaster, you used to cut hair. Yeah. Yeah. Damn good. Damn professional. Good. I am. A professional, aren't I? Look at this. Oh, yeah. Couple couple listeners just on my couch. You have multiple podcasts, you know. This is I, not your only game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and Taylor Allen, we, we need to get back on the on the grind with that. You might be new to the game, but you're hitting the ground running. Yeah, seriously. So back to you. Okay. Um so so family, you grew up there. Tell me a little bit about your your um school where was it very small or was it a decent size i think your typical public school yeah public um, school you went to public school i had a i had a best friend two doors down okay and, and you know like you know it started like preschool kindergarten probably like eight of us that, that were like i knew these kids from the core from then, uh, on to fifth grade and i moved oh. right in fifth grade but yeah you know, fourth, fifth grade, I mean, even in third, second grade, about like 25 kids to a class, like, you yeah, know, yeah, average. So when you class. were told that you were moving, you were moving, you were moving to New Jersey? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Like my dad worked for this company, uh, auto parts company, Thrush mm-hmm. Mufflers, and they're a Canadian based company and they, okay. went, they went under. So right. my dad got a new job uh, for a company in, in Brooklyn. Mm hmm. So before we moved for an entire year, my dad was like a weekend dad. He would fly to New York on Monday, right? work the week, uh, wow. and then fly back on Friday. Yeah. And he, the, he, he kind of loved it because he had like this apartment in Manhattan. And um, he you're saying kinda, for a year it was like? An entire year. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Like I think around Thanksgiving, 
they gave all their employees a frozen turkey. He brought a frozen turkey on an airplane. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah. But it was like he just did it a lot. And, you know. So was that to kind of see if he, like, wanted to make the plunge and move out there? We knew we were moving. It was you just knew. like, you know, kind of like for the family so we could just kind of, like, ease into it, I guess. Okay. But eventually they're like, so you want to move your family out here? Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know if the... Uh, <laughs> flying every week you know? yeah so that and, and, was a heavy hitter huh mm -hmm. 11 years old having to move halfway across the country i mean oh yeah i mean like growing up like uh me and like my best friend I, he was gonna be like the best man at my wedding we right were gonna grow old together Your person i was never gonna leave michigan as far yeah. as yeah yeah so, so the is first that time i saw the ocean was like 11 years old when i moved yeah. to, to new jersey so um, are you still friends with that core eight people or do yeah, any the, sort of contact or? I mean, we're Facebook friends, but Facebook if, I, friends. if I saw okay. any of these people, it'd be, yeah. you know, in my mind, they're still like, you know, 11 years old. And right, right, right. And they're like nice and awesome. And like I stand by me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like, uh, you know, uh, one of my friends, uh, my good buddy, Jasper Young, uh, mm -hmm. we reconnected and it was, he's the same kid, you know? Yeah. Just yeah how cool yeah. yeah yeah so like a lot of people they're just like a, a facebook message a phone yeah. call away you yeah. know um but so you kind of like got uprooted you really don't have much family there left or we, or we did do you have family still there not a lot we not had more lot. but then people moved to florida people some people moved to new to new jersey or whatever okay there is still some family in uh in in uh, michigan but not many reasons I haven't to go back. visit. Right. I haven't been back in forever. It's been a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Did you go back though? Or were you like, okay. Well, no. The first on. couple of years, we'd go back and Here whatnot. and there. That's cool. Yeah. Your parents kind of wanted to make sure you got to my mom had, like had, see your family and friends. My mom had two brothers that lived in Michigan. She had a third brother that, that lived in Florida. Um, she still does. Um, yeah. So like we would go back and uh, my grandparents, like all four of my grandparents still lived in Michigan. So we would go back. And, yeah. Like, okay. They were all there. Family yeah. time. Yeah. 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 That's cool. So even though you got pulled apart, you still got to see those relationships. So it's when, too, though, but like yeah, when you go okay. back, you know, Michigan is, has its normal pace and, mm -hmm. and you live there. It's normal. Right. When, when you move to New Jersey and then you go visit, and you go to like a Revco, which is like a drugstore, like a CVS. Okay. And they're like, the cashier is just taking forever. It's like, <laughs> come on already. Like, let's speed it you up. Just, you get used to like the East Coast. Um, yeah. Pace yeah. a little bit. And he's like, are you talking to the customer? Just come on. Hurry up. Hurry yeah. Up, come on. <laughs> get to it. So, so you guys got here. You were around 11. Your sister, like 14 ish 13 14 yeah i mean i was lucky because like in michigan fifth grade is the end of elementary school middle school six seven and eight so you'd be making that change anyway no well yeah but in new right. jersey um the elementary school went to sixth grade and in like right. in uh marlboro middle school was only seventh and eighth and it was still this huge building because there were just like mm -hmm. so many kids right and uh so I was able to, to like, I, I moved four weeks from the end of fifth grade, but I came back to the same school the next uh, year. 
my okay. sister had four weeks of eighth grade and then went to the high school. So she was not as lucky. She had oh, yeah, that, that's rough. And, and those are uh, rough years, too. Yeah. And so, you know, we moved to New Jersey and like, you know, you have these kids tell, telling me that I, I, I uh, talk funny. You know, uh, you know, something's like I would say I would I would call it I'd call it pop. I called it pop a couple times and then cut yeah. it immediately. Uh. It's soda. Yeah, you're all right. It's soda. It's soda. <laughs> but like they, and I just definitely when you move in, it's like say cool. I say call. Yeah. Uh, say talk. I say talk. Oh, yeah. you, you talk funny. Say it again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Those little differences yeah. right away. So when you got here, was it summertime? Like, what was it where you were right into the school year? Uh, it was probably like May. Okay. So you were right into the school year, had to finish it out. Was, did, did anyone warm up to you or was it just oh, super awkward until? Super friendly. I mean, super one friendly. Thing too, good. not that it mattered, but like in my, in Michigan, you know, like I was like the only Jewish kid in my class. Yeah. Maybe there's like a handful in the school. Right. Then we moved to, to Marlboro, New Jersey, where there's just like <laughs> Jewish people everywhere. You're like, oh, look at that. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was like just a little, a little different. Yeah. Um, but everyone was super nice. You know, everyone generally is nice to the new kid. They right, curious, right. you know? Yeah. So you came in, you're, you were feeling all right. There, there was this fear though. Cause like, you know, I was in the same school from kindergarten to fifth grade and yeah. like, you know, I had friends, you know, it was like all good and real fucking cool with each other. Yeah. And there's this fear, like, what if I'm a nerd in New Jersey? What if I don't right. have any friends in New Jersey? It's like, yeah, I mean, that's natural, right? Those yeah. thoughts come through like, oh my God, is how, what is this change going to be like? Mm, the unknown. Yeah. Very yeah. The unknown. Mm-hmm. You still, everyone deals with it, right? Day to day. So, so tell me a little bit about like what kind of kid you were, like, were you playing sports? What was going on? I know you got into music. I'm not sure when that happened, but. Well, I think it's like in, uh, in, in Michigan, I was Mm -hmm. very much into football, love football. My parents love football. I mean, when you go to the university of Michigan, you become a a giant football fan, you know? Yeah. It's like a major thing. And uh, so you know, I was like, even as a kid, I'm like, I'm going to the University of Michigan. Yeah. Um, then you move out and like this, this school that's, m- you know, moderately affordable in-state becomes way not affordable out-of-state. Right. And I realized I couldn't get in there anyway. I'm not an A student, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm more of like your B minus C plus student. And like, yeah, yeah. So I would, I would have probably gone to the University of, uh, I was, uh, to Michigan State. Right. Um, not Michigan. I didn't quite have the work and <laughs> grades for, for U of M. Hey, no judgment here. So, no. so, um, you were into football and yeah, I mean like, that's what I want. I'm like, I'm going to be a football player. I grow up. Okay. Oh, but, so you were into it like that. Like you well, had dreams, ambitions. Maybe like on maybe Halloween, to... I was a football player, but <laughs> I got into music in fourth grade. Like my dad played my, my, my dad like plays guitar. He plays little piano and, okay, he, and cool. he played like drums as, as a kid too. So uh, I was just like really drawn to the drums, fourth grade and whatnot. Like in Michigan, mm-hmm. we start music in fourth grade. Okay. So, um, so then like when I moved to New Jersey, I kind of had to jump on people. 
So yeah. Um, and my dad taught me like how to do drum rolls and paradiddles and all that kind of stuff. So that yeah. was like a nice little a way to kind of you know get a little um, ahead of the rest. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So um, dad played music. Did mom do any of that stuff? I know she's into acting obviously right of some sort yeah yeah she got Theater. into the acting bug as well i mean is that because of your father like yeah she didn't act of, she didn't uh, act uh, until like retirement down the floor oh okay yeah so yeah, it, this, yeah. that's a new venture for her uh-huh. but dad yeah. always had that kind of creative yeah and like even in, in like in uh, michigan i remember like in fifth grade um we had tryouts for this play mm-hmm. was, um, the that's Ramsey. a big deal right yeah well you know it's just like we we, it was like a thing to do like i just like i think performing in my family was always encouraged and was that something that was natural for you was it like a struggle or you're comfortable like speaking out in front of people you're we had like you know talent shows and Mm -hmm. it was just like not like it was expected but like I was like, yeah, let's do the thing. I always yeah. do a talent show. I did like magic tricks and stuff. Oh, yes. You know, we, um, we had magic. like, you know, and um, so I remember in fifth grade, I, I tried out, we all tried out for this play. And then like, uh, eventually they, they post all the parts. Oh, oh yeah. And got to run like, up to the page and find your yeah, name. I was looking and looking and looking and just like, I didn't see my name. Oh, no. Dave. So like my, 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 my best friend. You know, and I like <laughs> marched down. Uh, the The kindergarten teacher was the director, so mm-hmm. um, we like marched down there, and it was like, "Hey, what's what's?" Up? <laughs> and she was like, "Oh, she messed up." Yeah, she, yeah. She, I got a part. I had the lead role. Oh, get the hell out of here! Like, oh. And then there's that fear, like, "I got what?" Oh, wow. Because no. it's like, so, but they didn't like mistakenly put someone else's name. No, there was just okay. Left I, off. I, I was hopeful that no one else was very disappointed. In no, your... <laughs> it was, it was just like she just didn't put it on there. So I went from okay. zero to yeah. like a thousand, like, like panic. Like, first of all, you just want a little part, be a part of the play. Then you get the lead, and it's like you feel the weight, and you're like, oh no, right? What, what have I done? This yeah, is, yeah. This now becomes a little bit of a scary panic just because you got to memorize stuff and. You know, it's like becomes like, oh no! Yeah. Be careful what you ask for. Yeah, yeah. You just might get it. And then there you were performing. And so yeah, the before how did it go? It went very well. It was good. It went very well. And what was um, the play? It was uh, called the Ransom of Red Chief. Okay. Um, and I, I don't really know what it was about, but um, <laughs> oh, you can't recite some lines. Mm, in a minute <laughs> and it was like me and um these two other girls had like the the top like main roles okay and um i have it on videotape actually oh boy I, my dad was very play. into videotaping so yeah we got oh he was there of, with the camcorder right a lot of documentation yeah 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 that's so cool so he must have been really proud you were like kind of like following in his footsteps just had those you know, it's exciting as a parent, you know, like when we see Ruby painting or doing something creative, we're both creative. So it's like, it's nice to see that. Right. So Mm -hmm. it's, he must've been very proud of his boy up there on stage. My mom too, you know, they're, I have very encouraging parents. Yeah. That's wonderful. Was Mm -hmm. your sister into theater at all? 
I mean, yeah, or I'm sure music. When, yeah, well, like you know, like I, I don't know if it, was, if it was New Jersey or Michigan too, but she did like choir, like show choir kind of okay. stuff like that. So yeah, it was just like a thing. Like yeah, yeah, singing, acting, all that kind of stuff was just kind of like a thing that we do. Yeah. So um, you were into music. Then did you kind of discover photography in high school, or did that come later? It came in college. I, I went in, in high school, I kind of I discovered graphic design that I was into okay. and like mm-hmm. working on computers. And yeah, it was kind of this idea of commercial art, like finding a way to be creative in like a business sort of a thing. Mm-hmm. And, and so I yeah. went to uh, University of Delaware um, in, in search of like getting into this very, very exclusive VC visual communications program. Okay. Like, you know, um, like, uh, so like, you know, they might have like, uh, you, you have your foundation courses as an art major, but after right. that, after that first or second year, I think you have two years of foundations and then you try to like, uh, specialize or whatever. Right. And so those last two years, the, uh, th- there could be like 400 kids applying for this, uh, VC program mm-hmm. and they accept 34. Yeah. And then after that year they cut it to like 17. wow so kind of unfortunately but fortunately i didn't get into the first cut so i didn't waste i didn't waste a year so i was like i'll do photography okay it seemed like you know i liked where i was um you know my grandfather uh on my mom's side he was just like you know if he wants to do visual communications he should change schools and you know pursue that and like right right you know he was a he was a dentist so he was like you know, if I wanted to be a dentist, he could have helped. He could have, you know, offered advice or whatever. Right, right. But he's like, I don't, I don't <laughs> he didn't even know what graphic design was. You I know, know none of this, right? I, I can't help, you know, at all. Yeah. And he's like, so we didn't really understand it. Um, but I was like, my mom was like, you know, he likes where he is. And my mom understood the importance of just being comfortable where you are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, maybe I wasn't so great at visual communications, but, you know, it was like, a thing where I was like, oh, you know, photography and commercial photography seemed like something like to, you know, a very interesting path that uh, yeah. you know, kind of got me. Yeah. So those classes, did you jump right into those classes then, like photography and? Yeah, you might only have like a one or two and then you're taking like, um, you know, to be like, I got a, I got a Bachelor of Fine Arts. So you take sculpture, you take, you know, ceramics, you take all these things which is cool because you learn these skills, like you learn how to weld. You right, work, you that's do, awesome. You learn, you know, um, there's one project where they give you a two by four mm-hmm. and they say like, make something. Right. So, and you find that's all the crazy. ways to chop up a two by four to make, you know, a thing. I, I, I made a um, thing I'm kind of still pretty proud of. I made um, a coffin, a little like baby sized coffin for my broken drumsticks. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know why I kept drumsticks. Why did I keep broken drumsticks? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, but I, I had a whole big bag of broken drumsticks. Yeah. I made a coffin for my broken you drumsticks. You broke it. And like this my very- This is why we love you. <laughs> my very first pair of drumsticks, I actually retired before I broke them. So okay. I made, I made a special like secret compartment that I lined with velvet for like oh, the very oh, first pair of drumsticks. Legit. Yeah. They were comfy in there. Mm-hmm. Broken but comfy. They were not broken. They were oh, retired they were. before oh. they were broken. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just knew they was getting to the point where yeah. like, 
Let's go. They're about they're about to snap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um all the while in high school into college drumming, were you in a band or did you mess around um, with that or uh when I was uh I think in middle school, um uh it was like my friend I met a I met a kid uh Vin Gioffrey. I'm I'm gonna name names here. Sure, go ahead. Very much into Guns N' Roses and okay. I was you know, when someone you just like, I'm a drummer. And when yeah, you meet a yeah. guy who can play guitar and can play these songs, you're like, oh my God. Right. And he knew an amazing guitarist who was a year older, our friend Joe Margiata. Yeah. And we were like a band of two guitars and a, and a, and a drums for a while. And it was just like, you know, all of a sudden you're like, holy shit. Like, yeah. With a guitar, he got this lead guitar and like, we're fucking rocking. Yeah. And it was like amazing. It was great. So was this like a garage band or were we moving out to like the vfw or <laughs> this is like we play like uh, either like when it was nice i mean i remember setting up on like vin's uh, uh basketball court outside okay okay and just like drums outside just like oh like, yeah it was awesome so um, yeah or play, cool. like in his in his bedroom or something and um yeah it was um you know a whole thing and it was because like eventually i got like i would be like behind the drums and just watching these two guys work out the parts. I was like, I wanted to be, can be a little more involved. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, so like one day I, I went to my dad, I was like, can you know, I want to like learn how to play guitar. Yeah. So he just like wrote out a bunch of chords for me, uh, gave me one of his acoustics and I started to try to play. Cool. And it was, it seemed impossible. <laughs> like I was like, holy shit, this is so hard. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I remember it being so hard. I told myself, if you can do this, you can do anything. Yeah. Because it seemed impossible. Like these strings are like razors cutting into your fingers. <laughs> yeah. And and it takes a, a lot of, you know, practice just to get like to the point where it doesn't hurt anymore. Uh, yeah, yeah. And so, not on, only does the skin hurt, I feel like it's like a nerve thing too, right? Yeah, because you got to like kind of get like the feeling out of your tips of your fingers because yeah. <laughs> it just hurts so much. Right, right. It was like I was really, like taking my finger and pushing it against the strings because the muscles just weren't there. I was like, come on, do it, do it. Yeah, you know? yeah. It was, it, it was like. And were, you did it. Like, yeah. And then so, so I kind of remember that. Remember right. that, that feeling of there's no way I can do this. This is impossible. Yeah, yeah. That's a beautiful thing. You always have that to go back to, Dave. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> and you know, and then when you when you get a uh, finally get an electric, you're just like it's like even easier. So right, all right. all the hard work you've done on the acoustic, it's yes. like oh okay, it's still hard, but it's like good to start with that. Yeah, you got to start in the hard place, work true. work up, and then mm -hmm. it's a breeze. So um, you you did dabble then with that. Was it hard picking a college for you? Were you like kind of torn of where you wanted to go? You knew you wanted to stay close. Well, it was like, a th I didn't get into that many places, um, but right, right. it was like, you know, if um, I think I got into Rutgers Livingston, mm -hmm. but even Rutgers is a little too close. Yeah, was, that's yeah. like 20 minutes away. Yeah. Um, I got into the University of Delaware and it was like not too expensive for, for my parents. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of an hour and 45 minutes away. Right. I remember once, like I came home for dinner. Like I was like, it was close enough where you could come home for dinner, but no one's going to come like roll up and surprise you. 
Right. <laughs> yeah. You did not want the surprise. That like happy in between, you know, we're not like in California. We're not like crazy far away. Right. Some sh- right. Some shit goes down. You get homesick. You can be home within two hours. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have friends from high school that went to that school as well or just not really? There, there were people I knew. I mean, right, there weren't right. like I didn't like roommate with a with a best friend by any means. I didn't mm-hmm. really, you know, there were not a lot of uh, there were just like people I knew from high school that were cool. And yeah, like, but I just wasn't like, you know, hanging out with them as like, you know, hardcore friends. Yeah. So, so this, I, was I went the, there. this was the 90s, correct? The year was 1996. <laughs> 96. So, so I, I want like a visual too. Like, I, I, are we like, what are we dressing like? Are we into like grunge? <laughs> uh, for sure. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, uh, I guess. It, <laughs> like, I'm, talking... I'm like thinking of like the 90s college experience, you know, we're talking and we're wondering talking... what's different about it now. I mean, well, you know, uh, we were wearing the most comfortable clothes <laughs> that they ever made. P- pants that were a 34 inch diameter yes. on the bottom. Yes. And e- it was each it leg. Was, it was right. like if, if bell bottoms didn't taper. Yeah. <laughs> we figured out the most comfortable pants ever. Yes. And it was like, I, I really wish I had at least one of those pairs, but they yeah, got the baggier were, the better. They were often like kind of long, where like the bottom got frayed. Oh, frayed and soggy, right? <laughs> like, do not, do not get hit with a puddle. It was a great look. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I had friends who were like into like like going to raves and like and who were beyond thirty four inches, where they were like wearing two dresses, <laughs> one dress on each leg, and it was just like it was great. It was a look. So, so would you, would you like migrate into that? Like you're in college, like I'm just, would you migrate into that different world sometimes? Like I didn't have the college experience. So like I didn't get pulled in different directions like that. I mean, when you, when you first get into college, you don't know who your friends are. So I was like, yeah, uh, I was in a dorm and the, like the, the floor that I was on, I was on the first floor. Uh Uh-huh. And like, you know, my roommate was kind of like a, like a, like a bro. And okay. so we tried, but didn't really. Like, <laughs> it just never, you never clicked. I mean, the majority of the people, I think the first, the first semester. Yeah. I was trying to like figure out on my floor who were my people. Yeah. Um, and it was just one day I went, I went wandering. I went wandering yeah. on the second floor. I went wandering on the third floor. Yeah. And I just, on the third floor. I bumped into two dudes from Red Bank, New Jersey. Get out. And that, that like, I, that was like my friends, I'm friends with them today. Still, right, and, right, still um, today. One of my best friends, my, my buddy, Michael Sternbach, I know mm-hmm. through them because he, okay. he, he, he was their high school friend. Oh, okay. But you never know when a chance meeting can just right, you know, right. introduce so you. So they, like, they weren't dragging you to the rave. Um, these friends. No, I, it was more like the rave friends were more like high school friends, like uh, okay, some people gotcha. who, who who didn't like kind of leave and went to like <laughs> like Brookdale for a couple of years and then went to other colleges. Right. But for like the Brookdale years were kind of these crazy like they they were exploring the raves, yeah, and the yeah. raves. You remember that, like the 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 glow sticks and the, all that the dancing. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, not a lot That's, from experience, but like right, um, right. Just in general, like right. Mm-hmm. I don't have much rave. <laughs> I didn't live the rave life, but I know what that is. 
Yeah. So, yeah. So here you are in college. Um, Is that kind of when you decided once you were taking all these photography classes, that was the road or did something else happen after that? I think, you know, it was junior year. I said, I'm going to do photography and, you know, it's like that was, and then I, I was into it. And, and there was like, uh, you know, you have black and white, black and white one, black and white two, then you have mm-hmm. color. And I just, like, I had a camera. Did you from, just like love it? Those classes? Well, you know, it's like a thing where you don't realize when you, when you, most, like all the photography I did before that, with mm-hmm. little cameras and whatnot. Right you don't really realize you're not looking through the lens. You're looking through a viewfinder mm-hmm. on a little point and shoot camera. Right. And then when you look through an SLR, a, a single lens reflex, mm-hmm. you are looking through the lens and all of a sudden life becomes looking like a movie. Right. You know, and you can, if you unfocus, it's like, it's like a whole thing. I was like, so that became very like awesome and like, whoa, you know, so yeah. all, intriguing and all exciting. All of a sudden everything becomes like, you know, you start exploring that, um, you know, uh, that whole world mm-hmm. of like where, you know, it, walking around trying to like, you know, l- look for art and, and yeah, whatnot. and see movement and all that. Yeah, that's really cool. So um, you finished college and then kind of what what went on then? Did you stay in Delaware? Did you migrate back to New Jersey? Did you have to go back with the parents? Um, well, yeah, it's like even um, to graduate with a Bachelor of Fine Art, you have to have an art show. Mm-hmm. And like, and like, that was a whole thing, you know, and yeah, like, what was that like? Um, you know, it's like the, the education of Delaware was like, it was, it was, I, I, it was a, I feel like it was a good experience, but not mm-hmm. often for, you know, the professors, some of the best education was from grad students that, that right. just happened to be there. Right. Um, although even like, uh, one of my professors who I wasn't that fond of, um, still there were some good things that, that she offered. Yeah. Like she basically, um, broke down photography as like, there are two kinds of photography. There is the additive or the subtractive. Okay. And I like when you can take something as like a complex subject and break it down so simply. So like subtractive would be like, you're out in the real world. There's all this stuff around you and you're trying to isolate just this you're trying Mm -hmm. to take this away and forget all the rest that's right subtractive okay and like additive would be like in the studio where right you are basically starting blank Mm -hmm. you put a white backdrop up now you got a white backdrop you put a light up now you're lighting it so it's like you're adding to the scene so right right you know, so that was kind of a nice uh, kind of basic way to break down photography. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think both are, both are fun. Both are great and challenging. So yeah, it's just, um, uh, I think the art show was kind of like a little, a little bit of both, you know, I've so always did enjoyed you do that. Like individually, each student, you had your own each show. Each student had their, that's their really own cool. art show. You got did your figure. family come out and uh-huh. it was like a big deal. Yeah. yeah that's really cool. Yeah. I, and I, at my art show, um, you know, it wasn't just, uh, I showed photography. I also like showed, I made ceramics and whatnot. And like, um, I and didn't, you displayed it. Yeah. I didn't, yeah. I didn't, I didn't get ceramics until like the last maybe three, four weeks of the class. Yeah. I just busted out everything. Yeah. It yeah. Was, it was really tough to center the clay and all that stuff. Um, <laughs> I bet. I had the class at like nine thirty in the morning 
and <laughs> and the clay is like this like chocolatey brown where it looks kind of delicious <laughs> it looks it's something you like i was kind of had this in my head like i want to bite it right wanna, right so uh and eventually i did i i made these bowls <laughs> and then as the bowls are get to like a little bit of a hard-ish state yeah um i had this idea that i want to i want to take a bite out of them and it's and, disgusting and, and you did it yeah i mean like <laughs> in, the clay there's all kinds of bacteria and awful like gross stuff in there so i remember like i, I made like five you just had to you had to let loose and get that bite in you, you so were... I, one day i brought my toothbrush to the ceramic studio oh my god i made the bowls and i lined them up and it was just like a bite and spit bite yeah. and spit bite and spit and then brush your teeth vigorously <laughs> Oh my God. And I still have them. And they're like, so I thought that was like, that is it was, the coolest. I, I need, I need a picture of this too. You need I to send this there. to me. I, I, I need to say it. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's great. I love that you just like seized that idea. You just needed to do it. I would say most it. people do not uh, display their, their, their ceramics one uh, artwork <laughs> at their art show. But I also like, I signed it. I signed it Diego. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. I was just like, you know, that was like, and then I, and like, I drew like little like drawings and whatnot. Uh -huh. Like my best friend had this little character he drew called Voodoo Man. So I would just yeah. like, I just did these little dumb little drawings and you know, it just, and I made this, and I took a picture of myself in a sombrero and a mustache and I was like, that was Diego. So okay. I kind of made a yeah. thing out of it. Yeah. yeah. So was that the photography too? That was the art. It show. was all around. Okay, it was, it was all, surrounding just, that whole. Okay, yeah. cool. And uh, even from my sculpture class, I made something called the yardstrument. And and what what is the, that? The yardstrument. It was like you know, kind of inspired by like you know you know that Broadway show Stomp, how they yes. would just like take hubcaps oh, and all that. Loved it. Yeah. So I I through welding and whatnot, I made this giant sculpture thing where you yeah. had all these things to hit. And it had a, um, a seesaw. Okay. So like I had two of my friends seesaw while my uh, like, other- Like that big, big enough was, to actually seesaw. It was, it, was, it was real big, <laughs> real big. And so I had two, I had two of my friends seesawing <laughs> oh while, my my other, while my other two friends and I were playing just improv, you know, um, you know drumming on the yard instrument. That is- And that was part of my art show. Yeah. Talk about an exciting art show. Oh, yeah. I, I, I think you, after this, you need to be inspired to, you need a, another one soon. As soon as this shit is done, you where am need I going to put it? One. I don't know where to put it. I don't it. know. We, we need to make this happen, though. That's it. The art instrument, too. Very creative you are, David. I'm thinking about all these things now. You just, you go, you run with it. I like that. That's well, you, know, you have so you, to. When you're creative, you have to just do it, right? I, I think and when you're young too, you just kind of like, you feel this creative stuff. And when you, mm -hmm. you don't, when you really believe in it, you don't like uh, question it too much. You just kind of there's like no embrace second guessing, it and right? go, you know? Right. Or if there's the second guessing, there's no third guessing. You yeah. Just, you know, you just kind of eventually be like, you trust yourself if so, i so want to do, do this that says about like the older self you think that hesitation just comes into play because of just life I mean, or 
Hmm. I, I, I knew some painters who came into uh, University of Delaware freshman year. Yeah. Who were amazing, who mm -hmm. were killing it. And they would get maybe critiqued kind of hard, maybe for mm -hmm. no reason. They could do the same thing senior year and get praised for it. I just think, you know, they want right. to ch challenge you to make sure you know what you're doing or you're making those conscious decisions. Mm -hmm. um, some people come in like fully developed artists and they just kind of refine themselves a little bit, but they were kind of good from the beginning. Right, uh, right. Other people, you know, and myself, I needed, you know, critiquing and training and all that, but you know, you still got to like trust your gut when it right. comes down to it. So, so the guidance of all that and learning and going to the school, like, did you feel like when you were leaving, you had a distinct vision of what you wanted to do with that path or I was ready to work. I was tired of critiques and whatnot. And I was like, yeah. let's, let's do this thing, you know? Yeah. Um, so I was, uh, you know, you, I think, and, 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 and the goal of art school is to come out as a confident artist. So mm -hmm. like, it's like mission accomplished. Right. Right. And then the next step for you was what, where were you working? Um, after that, um, you know, I wasn't, I was, I, I didn't quite, I still lived in Delaware another couple of years, I think. Oh, um, okay. So you stayed after college? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and, um, were I you living with a bunch of roommates or just, yeah, I moved to this place. Um, it was like, a uh, this like crazy apartment. It was like, I mean, also in Delaware, the rents are so cheap. Yeah. So we, I, like, I had a friend that, that went to school out there. I remember. I was living with like three other people in a six bedroom apartment, mm -hmm. probably paying like $210 a month or something. Crazy. Like that. Right. Right. And, um, just living with artists, like, and like uh, living with like really talented, awesome, uh, like video, um, guys who were doing projections for, for raves and stuff. So oh, I, cool. I, I, I did go to the, to like <laughs> a rave kind of a thing. Um, yeah with the guys doing these projections. Um, That's crazy. Or like so DJs were you kind of with them or were you yeah. amidst the... <laughs> no, I was like with them kind okay. of behind Seeing the scenes. Seeing what they did, yeah. And I, and That's I didn't, cool. I didn't have any responsibilities, so I could always like walk around and, and, and chill. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. hello. Winston wants to be in. Winston. Yeah. Winston wants to talk. Um, <laughs> If Winston had something to say right now, what do you think it would be? I'm, I'm, I'm hungry. It's time for food. Uh, it's time for wet food. 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 But if he wants wet food, he has to have medicine first. He has oh. an, uh, an overactive thyroid. So, oh, um, Winnie. So we just give him a little um, a little, little bit of a tapazol twice a day, and he's packing on the pounds. And okay. There you go. Real oh, it's overactive. Overactive. He's, Overactive. He was losing too much weight. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hungry so, boy. But he's uh he 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 put on recently put on 0.5 pounds. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Daddy's treating you nice. So you were you were you were in the in the raves seeing all the action. You were living in this place. Yeah. And, it was, and, uh, and what fun. were you up to? Um, you know, uh, when I I, I I had a job at a photo lab and that's where I really learned a lot of retouching. Film okay. scanning, retouching, and they had all these crazy, awesome scanners that I could use like after hours to kind of like finish uh, like a, a photo portfolio. That's cool. So I did that for a few years and um, then I uh, moved back home. Okay. Um, in search of like 
finding like, you know, the awesome, you know, maybe New York City or some mm-hmm. kind of like photo, you know, next next stage. Yeah, yeah. And so what was that? I, I got a job at a shitty wedding studio. <laughs> like, awful. I was basically polishing turds. Oh, know? gosh. Yeah. So but, what, like when you were leaving college, what was kind of, I mean, photography is this like, you know, grand, uh, there's so many avenues you could take with that. Was there something specific you kind of wanted to do with that? Or were you open to kind of using it whichever way you could? I was interested in like portraiture, commercial okay. portraiture, yeah. um, whether it be like, you know, magazines were known to not pay very well. Right. Um, they still don't. I mean, they've right. been paying photographers the same thing since the 1970s. <laughs> right. Back then, the they, photographer- They better listen up and kind of raise those prices, don't you think? Not going to do it because people would do it for free because they <laughs> right, want those, right. those tear sheets. They want the, yeah. Um, you know, so it was like- uh, but um, advertising—that's where the money is. So that's yeah. what you're, you're hoping to get more advertising, kind of, mm-hmm. you know, in, in into that world. Um, but like, you know, in in the '70s, you know, they might they would pay you whatever, and you would own the rights to the photos. Nowadays, if you if you photograph for like Rolling Stone, they're yeah. they're going to own the photo, so right. you, you don't even own the photo anymore. That's crazy. Yeah. So it's it's hard to make a living if you're trying to do it in magazines solely. Right. 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 I see. So um, you ended up staying with your parents, and then what what took off from there? Uh, eventually, I moved to uh, to Ocean Grove. Mm-hmm. Still working at the wedding studio, but um, through um, what I call my my uh, my guru, my uh, my drum instructor, mm-hmm. um, I met um, a photographer, uh, Linda Rowe, out of uh, Red Bank. Yes. And like, I, I, she was like my grad school. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like she did weddings, but when I saw her stuff, I was like, whoa. Yeah. And yeah. she did all kinds of stuff. Right. You know, uh, all kinds of, per- you know, portraits and commercial work and right. whatever. And, you know, events and weddings were a part of it. So, yeah. So there was no stifling any of that. You really got to see it all. Mm-hmm. And That's so really like, cool. so I, I, I was like, she had a second shooter and I, and I assisted her for a while. Eventually I became her second shooter. And oh, you assisted the second shooter first? No, I assisted her oh, and she okay. had a second shooter. Oh, okay. So, and then eventually I became her second shooter. Wow, cool. And then eventually through her, because um, she also had worked for a famous rock and roll photographer in New York. Mm-hmm. And they had a thing where they... They had people helping them, like these, you know, interns that were getting mono or not showing up. And <laughs> so she got me in there. Yeah, and yeah. I just wanted to work for the dude for like a day to put it on my resume. Yeah, um, yeah. But I ended up working for him for like 12 years. Yeah, and still, right? Well, here and there? Or COVID kind of um, COVID, um, got yeah. me a little laid off. I'd and like so still, I, I mean, been in prior there. to, but yeah. In, in the old world. You know, yeah, and the- <laughs> in the old world, I, I was working. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I guess but, I guess we could still say BC before BC, COVID. Before COVID. Before yes. COVID, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you had still been. So that was a long journey of of working underneath someone awesome like that. Yeah, you I mean, to- and you know, I I would still, you know, Linda Be- Rowe passed away about eight years ago. 
Yeah, that was hard. Which is why I have Winston because yes, um, she right. she she found uh, little Winston when she was visiting her parents in Minnesota. Wow, and, when, uh, well, I think Winston knew she was going to come up right now. He <laughs> he, he came and uh, presented himself. Yeah, so he, he, she had him, and then after she, she passed, she had seven cats and one dog. Wow! And within two weeks, um, her friends and I found homes for everybody. Wow! And it was like, just like you know, heartbreaking. It was probably yeah. like one of the, like like you know, I think like I, I I had I had all four grandparents for a long time. Like um, I didn't have like a mm -hmm. close like friend like that like she was like that was like the first like major sure. you know death and like you know. yeah how long had you worked for her at that time i probably like seven maybe eight years yeah that was hard that was Very really hard, hard. yeah yeah it really kind of effed me up a little bit yeah Took you know I, also time. i was the one who um was like trying to like archive her stuff and like even like some plants that she had I wanted to like mm -hmm. save the plants and like it was just right. really heartbreaking because she was so passionate about everything yeah about her her work and then like and she would you know someone who'd be like staying up all night and working on stuff and all that and then you just like see and then like they're gone and all this work is just like you know, it, it, it's like, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. A sea of, so what did you like, did you and friends and people kind of come together and do stuff with her work as well? Or, I mean, I, I made sure like I ha I was basically like trying to go through it, but like I couldn't throw stuff away. So yeah. eventually yeah. I was just like putting it in like plastic bins and I like took it home, you know, yeah. and just yeah. to protect it and like, you know, trying to go through it and, and figure out what is, what, should keep and what you shouldn't and whatnot right. but all of her digital work i like copying to hard drives and mm -hmm. trying to preserve that stuff and like you know it was just like you know because she she passed away at 51 yeah and she looked like she was 30 you know yeah. she was like a very beautiful healthy awesome person and yeah. you know it was like was she ill or no she was no. Just, she was basically driving to work one day and um she like had a headache and and thought that she like uh, she pulled over at uh, a rest stop to get some coffee and i wasn't working that day um yeah i was gonna supposed to hang out with, with a friend that day and like um uh, she got to the rest stop and i guess like collapsed by her car someone found her and like called an ambulance oh and whatnot goodness. um she like um uh you know, it was like, so I think she had like a seizure um, and then she had a seizure so that she was like by her car, she got airlifted to a hospital where she had wow. like a, an aneurysm okay. and then she was left with like 5% brain power and it was just like, uh, did know, she have a lot of family or she had a sister and her parents yeah. uh, who were between Minnesota and Florida. Yeah. And, um, you know, the community of like her good friends and um, photographers who, mm -hmm. you know, just colleagues and whatnot, you know, all, you know, she had, she had friends who helped clean up the, you know, her apartment and all that. And just like, you know, going through all the stuff and it's just like crazy. Yeah. Know? That has to be like almost, almost like an outer body experience that you're like living through, right? Like, is this even happening? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's yeah. just like, so. That yeah, was like a, a very, very difficult time. Yeah. So, so coming out of that, um, 
who, where did you go from there? Oh, I mean, I was still working um, in, uh, you know, working New York, in New York part-time. So for, kind of freelancing or? Well, it's, I've always been like, you know, half freelance and then half working somewhere else. So right, like my, right. my other half was New York City, you know, um, scanning film, you know, retouching, you know, for like, call my uh, work dad, because he's like the same age as my parents. Uh, yeah. A, a rock and roll photographer. So yeah, like, yeah. Um, doing that doing like weddings, events, um, mm -hmm. started working uh, with another friend of mine, um, uh, my friend Sarah, and uh, just started doing a lot of weddings and, you know, piecing it all together with portraits yeah. and all whatever, you know, you can, uh, you know, stumble into. Yeah. I, I'm just thinking about how you worked for her for so long. And then after she passed, just how that ripple effect almost like you you got to spend those years with her learning her kind of art and her eye and her vision and then now you implement and use all of that which is kind of beautiful when i'm doing a photo shoot like uh you know like she's I, kind I, of I really, there i really yeah when i'm doing the headshots and like studio kind of stuff like I know like she was like, would be really happy to know that yeah. I'm like doing that. And yeah. I just, I definitely feel her, her like spirit in that whole that's you know, beautiful. thing. Yeah. So that's like something like, uh, is always, always with me. You know, I yeah. was like, you know, she had like, even like these little like clamps and like to say like L row. And I'm just like, Hey, it's an, it's a Linda Rowe clamp. And whatnot. yeah, and just yeah. like, you know, she's yeah. like, she's there in spirit. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it's cool, like, to think about, like, later on as you move on in your career, like, you'll have someone looking up to you like that one day, and then you'll be able to pass on some information and, you know. Yeah, make, me, make, make me feel old, you know. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. I mean, the, the, the nice thing about getting old when you, um, older, I'll say, when, yeah. you, um, when you have, like, you know, uh, things like, you know, art or music, craft, yeah. um, you keep on getting better. And yeah. that's why you don't, I don't mind getting older. Cause you just like, you just get better at these things. It's and, true. And I like agree even with that. like, you know, I'm, I was very happy that I, um, you know, I did music when I was younger and it's kind of instead of sports, like I did mm -hmm. sports, but not like as much as music. Cause you know, when you do music, you could be like an 80 year old man and still be playing music. Yeah. <laughs> but, but your, your jump shot is going to suffer, you know? Right. Right. So um, that, that is, that is a good point, yeah. my friend. Very good point. No matter how passionate you are at 80 years old, um, you know, uh, it's like, uh, you're not going to be, um, hit, hitting that home run. And, yeah, it, it ain't happening. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta understand that you maybe, you, you know, this is a young man's game, Yeah. but, but music <laughs> is really for anybody. For and, anyone. And kind of like the older you get, the better. I mean, BB King right. playing, you know, till the day he died. And those fingers don't feel shit. <laughs> by then, by then, they're just, they're basically they're just dead in, yes, in the in the exactly. best way. In the in best the, way possible. Best way. Play yeah. any kind of riff for anything. Oh you yeah, want. there's there's no feeling, no feeling <laughs> yep. in, in in those tips. Yep, they glide yeah. up and down, and oh, no yeah. no problem whatsoever. So. Um, with your photography, I'm just thinking like, so you, you do a lot of commercial shoots then, would you say? Yeah. I mean, commercial. Uh, there are times where I'm, I'm the photographer and I'm making all the choices there. I still, you know, assist people. 
And um, I don't know if it's universal with all photographers, but at least, you know, with the ones that I know, you know, I might work for someone, they, they could work for me. It's yeah. just like, and, and like my, my dad always enjoyed that. Like, you know, I would second shoot for Linda Rowe. When mm -hmm. I, when I had got a wedding, if I wanted like to call in the all-star, I'd pay her proper and she'd work for me. And it was right, like, right. there was not like that ego, like, I can't shoot for you. Right. You work for me. We, yeah. So with, with my friends and colleagues, there is not that kind of a thing. Yeah. You, you pay someone what Do you they think deserve. it'll stay that way? Like it, it seems like a new kind of generation coming up in, in, in different senses of that. But do you feel like it'll stay that way? I mean, with my crew, it, it would. I can't, yeah. speak for, I can't speak for the kids. For the younger, I can't the younger speak for generation. The but basically, yeah. people want to get paid if you can pay someone. Right, um, right. I mean, some, some people have the, have the egos. Yeah. Um, I don't have that. Yeah. And I think people, I mean, generally in, in that kind of world where they're doing art, you want, you want the job, you're excited to work and, and do what you love. So why not? I mean, I've been, I've been doing it for the last 20 years, which kind of blows my mind. Like, yeah. How is that yeah. possible? Yeah. And only getting better. Mm -hmm. So, um, would would you say you prefer one thing over the other weddings headshots commercial shoots like what i mean i enjoy the headshot studio vibe because like it's the it's the hangout and it's like yeah you, know, you get people who like like might be even a little uncomfortable in front of the camera and it's kind of the fun thing to make them comfortable yeah, yeah. and hopefully you get a couple shots where you show them and they're like oh you this is actually good yeah this is working there there are times where like you take a photo and you're like this looks great and you show someone they're like eh. yeah and you're like okay let's do let's do some let's do some more let's do some more yeah and, yeah and then hopefully they can be like okay um, right some people really just hate the way they look no matter what you do no matter what you do but, which um, it must be interesting for for you on your end like kind of dealing with people's insecurities and i mean I don't know. What do, you, what do you have to say about that? Like behind the lens, you're seeing this, this person, you're trying to make them comfortable too, to just loosen up and, mm -hmm. you know, so wh what do you think about that? Is it I hard? I mean, I think everyone's beautiful and everyone's ugly. Yeah. <laughs> it's, what, it's what they do with their face. Right, right. So like if you get the most beautiful person and they're pissed off, <laughs> and they won't like smile it's right yeah yeah and you know if you know and, and like I just noticed one thing in college like you know when people are talking in between like mid-sentence like they're making an attractive face and if you can kind of get that yeah you know <laughs> so um it's about just getting someone just to kind of relax mm -hmm. and stop if they hate themselves just for a minute, stop yeah. hating yourself. And yes. just like, cause you know, and, and you can get it. And, and it's a lot with like, you know, lighting too. Most, right. a lot of people are photographed with a flash blasting them in the face. Mm -hmm. Most, you know, complimentary light. Yes. Yes. So when you actually can control the light or you just do a natural light in the right kind of a thing, mm -hmm. people are like, Oh, I look wow. good. Yeah. Not, not so bad. Not yeah. so bad. I mean, like when I, when I do, like when I'm doing a wedding, I think one of my strengths is uh, what I call the, the, uh, the bro down. 
when I'm like, down. when I show up to like the groom's house and yeah. like, <laughs> these five or six or eight or whatever guys, you know, and you just got to be like, you know, make friends quickly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just blend in, try to be the fly on the wall and capture some cool candid stuff. Sometimes you got to, you know, tell them what to do a little bit and, yeah. but, um, you know, it's direct like, them in the nicest way a possible. Bit. But the best is when you don't have to direct and they're just kind of having fun. Because when they're yeah. having fun, it's going to be a, a yeah. cool, a cool, You're getting nice, those shots, photo. right? Yeah. Right. But if not, you can you can fake it. You can be yeah. like, hey, guys. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you have one thing, David Apple, I, I feel like you have a ton of charisma. And you are just that beaming, beautiful energy that comes off of you. It really, it does. It, it helps that situation. I mean, me personally, I'm uncomfortable. You've uh, photographed me, but I've also worked with you uh, dealing with models and, and some that aren't actual models, but they're, right. they're modeling for the shoot. And it's just, it's wonderful to watch. I mean, not only are you technically amazing, but you have that, th that gift, you know, dealing with humans. Well, it's like, I'm not, um, I'm not uh, uh, opposed to to just being silly and right. people laugh at me. And always. real. And um, I will, you know, sometimes I like to say some ridiculously stupid stuff, but <laughs> if, if they can smile and chill. If it will break them, if it, if you it, will if, do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's, it's a beautiful thing and you capture some wonderful photos. Working underneath... Um, you know, uh, big names. Um, does that come with anything? Um, is it, is it hard? Tell me a little bit about that. Some big names, some big names, like what, what are you talking about? You're, you're the one photographer okay. specifically that I know. Yeah. I mean, I remember I worked was, for, yeah, like, like, you know, there were times unnamed. Was, we're right. not going to name, but <laughs> an air of mystery. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like, um, you know, there's, you, you know, there's like a, we're doing a shoot and like, you know, Joan Jett shows up and whatnot and like, yeah. it's very cool stuff. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. I took one photo of like him and like Debbie Harry and uh, uh, Jesse Mallon and Billy Joe Armstrong. And like, it was at like an, in a very like dark, low lit bar. And like, That's I remember so the, cool. I remember like in my head, you're just like kind of whispering to your camera, like, please focus. Please, please fire please don't don't fail me now yes yes and um you know cameras are really good right now where they you know generally it's, this isn't a problem but like right. you know when i you know when you first start shooting the digitals and whatnot yeah. years ago it was like sometimes in low light they might just be like i can't focus like, right yeah but like in in that moment i was like this is like, you know, like four, like pretty famous people and yeah. um, please work, just please fire. And it yeah. did. And like, you know, this is, this got in like a, a green day book, this guy and another book. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's, it's, it is, um, you know, those, you remember those moments where you're just like, Oh, if, if you, if you just please, you say a little prayer. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm answered and I'm just like, Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> thank you. I could rest now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so besides career you know what what's been going on these last crazy nine months i haven't seen you you're dealing with the pandemic 
been a journey. It, it's, it's been a journey. Been a journey. For sure. I think when it when it first started, you know, um, I got a call from uh, from a work dad who was like, um, "I think you should apply for unemployment because um, can't bring you in." And we haven't. And it's like even you know he's like in his seventies, so mm -hmm. this is like for his health, you know, right. <laughs> like chill until this this stuff is kind of because you were supposed to leave and go to florida right then right like a week later to, yeah so eventually my parents were like don't come yeah and and like uh you know the airlines um gave a, a like a credit okay for a year i think by yeah. now it's over right but or maybe you know maybe it's a little longer but um they could always I, i've heard people who who have tried to cat who tried to get their money back yeah it's not, it's not so easy because now even though they said they would give you your money back mm, they want you to, they want you to rebook and so i don't imagine i'm going to florida until maybe march april may june I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. november i, I just right I, right there's a, lot, there's a lot of unknown a um, lot of unknown yeah so um you know in 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 the beginning starting in march you know they had some photo shoots in april Mm -hmm. had a big video thing with my buddy in may yeah and so like stuff didn't get canceled immediately it was like stuff in april got canceled and then you yeah. get to april and then stuff in may gets canceled mm -hmm. and then you get to may and then all your events in june get canceled and eventually you expect the stuff to get canceled right right so that was that was tough um but you know uh eventually you know if you know you can sort of um you, you, you know, you can, you know, there is, there is assistance out there if you're lucky enough to get it. And if you could find a way to get your, your finances settled, then you just got to deal with the emotional part of like, I can't see my friends, right. can't see my family. Right. And, um, but there was like, there was, there was also some good opportunities too. Mm -hmm. um, I had a, a, a buddy of mine who's an amazing bassist who mm -hmm. started to stream baselines every day for an hour. Yeah. So I was like, well, this is like, you know, awesome. And I'm just going to like play drums with my, with my streaming friend on Instagram yeah. an hour a day. Yeah. Like trying to just like regiment the day. Mm -hmm. I felt like in, in the beginning, it was like every day was sort of this emotional roller coaster where you wake up and you're fine. Eventually right. you might freak out a little bit. Then that you got a rush like, of fear. Yeah. And but, anxiety. Um, right. I'm, I'm a, I've been like very much into like, um, like into like, you know, bike riding and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So um, when you got, when I got stir crazy, I would just go for like an hour or two hour bike ride. Yeah. And um, on, on my, on my 42nd birthday, I went for a, the longest bike ride. I went for like a 30 mile bike ride, like a yeah. three hour, a three hour bike ride. Yeah. Um, so there's that. I started doing like, Try and do like a hundred push-ups a day. There you um, go. It's like a, so, I was doing like an, an hour of drums, hundred push-ups, um, anywhere from ten to twenty miles a day uh, on a bike, and um, clocking those miles. Yeah, um, <laughs> super caught up on laundry and dishes and cleaning the apartment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have so, you been doing any shoots or? Yeah, I mean, shoots started to kind of pick up around. Uh, mid-August okay September got better October got a little mm -hmm. better has uh, it been a little shaky now or now that the cases are climbing or not I mean it's always shaky yeah and now that you have it, it now it, when you have a, a, a photo shoot 
scheduled, you're like, cool, and could totally get canceled. Right, right. So, um, uh, you know, it's I, hard. I just, mm-hmm. yeah, it's I mean, I, um, hard. I just, I just went to um, uh, the uh, North Carolina for, for a, a, a fun photo shoot, a weird kind of a thing. Yes. Um, in a tiny plane. Yeah, yeah. My 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 buddy John Decker uh, got <laughs> got this job through. Uh, it was we were doing all kinds of photography at a a metal refining plant. That's cool. Where they take scrap metal, and they have like through like either a chemistry process of breaking down metals or just like melting and furnaces, and it's just That's- so. F- fascinating that is so neat yeah. yeah so it was a very cool job um and because of the covid we did not fly commercially right and so it was like we flew down me and john and the president of the company oh jesus it was a six-person plane oh <laughs> there were three of us to north carolina to, to greenville north carolina okay um we flew into an airport and it was five minutes from the from the plant we were working at yeah about 10 minutes from um the hilton which is mm-hmm. i think the nicest hotel in greenville yeah and it was i haven't been anywhere in so long it was really cool to go anywhere yeah <laughs> i was really excited but you know we uh we we flew out of teeterboro yeah and um yeah. And, and my dad who i you know is is very hilarious says um oh because he's flew out of Teterboro a few times. Okay. And he was like, oh, that's where uh, John F. Kennedy Jr. flew out of. All, you know? <laughs> and he had many successful flights. Yes. <laughs> until, until he didn't. <laughs> right. So um, we uh, this like, oh, I, was, dad. I was hoping it was a jet, you yeah. know, like, and not a propeller. Yeah. But if, if it was a propeller, you're hoping for two propellers. Yeah. Yeah. Like my, my, uh, my grandfather, my dad told me like he, he had a rule, or maybe it was a more of a desire for two heartbeats and two engines. <laughs> so you have two engines and hopefully a pilot and a co-pilot. So yes, yes. With, with this trip, we had two heartbeats and one engine. It was a, a single propeller in the front. Oh, boy. Um, which, is, which is fine. Um, you know, <laughs> before, before we left, we're talking with the pilot and... Um, my buddy John is saying, like, recalling when he. Now, uh, had you ever been on this type of plane before? I mean, I think the I've smallest, never been on a small not, plane. Not, not that small. But I, the smallest plane I was on before was when I, I photographed a wedding in, uh, in the, uh, the Grand Bahama Island. Okay. So like, we went to the Bahamas um, and um, it was me and like my friend who lived in Florida who was going to yeah. be my assistant. And that was okay. like a really cool thing. That's but cool. But it was still, that was like a 15 person plane and it's like a half an hour flight. Yeah. Yeah. This is a six person plane. It's a DC 12 and it is for, it's supposed to be an hour uh, and a half, uh. supposed to be an hour and a half, but uh, we had a headwind. So it was like a two hour flight. Oh, oh and, no. You know, uh, so my, my buddy John's <laughs> talking to the pilot saying like, just like, you know, I saying like when he flew on a, um, a helicopter for the first time when he was doing some video thing, that uh, it was a very windy day and, mm-hmm. the, and the pilot said to him, yeah, this is about the worst conditions I would go up in, which is not what you want to hear. No. And um, to that, the pilot who's flying <laughs> our plane says, yeah, but you know, helicopters don't stall like planes do. Oh, God. I'm like, what, what, what did you just say? 
So, um, the, 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 so you remained calm or were you like, well, listen, we're going to go. Yeah. So you're on your way. Let's not, I'm not bad. I'm not a bad flyer. I mean, they're still a little concerned during takeoffs and landings, but I don't, I don't mind heights. I like yeah. this stuff. It's cool. I've been in planes when they've, you know, had a little turbulence, not, not this small of a plane though. And so <laughs> Before we left, the guy's like, listen, we have some instant coffee uh, on the plane, but there's real coffee here. So maybe you want to get. So I've like, I got a cup of coffee. Uh, yeah, a little, little, little I think I'd need something else. Disposable cup. And I, you know, generally I'll have a, I'll have a drink on a plane. You know, it was in the morning and it doesn't generally matter for me. But yeah, cause if, if the plane's going down, I don't yeah. want to be totally so. No, exactly. I need a glass of something. But whatever. You know, we're with the president of the company. Let's get yeah. some coffee and chill. Sure. Yeah. So I yeah. go on the plane with my coffee. I put it in the, in the coffee holder. And um, within the first five minutes of the flight, okay, we're like, we're, we're ascending. <laughs> and we hit a bump. And the plane probably dro drops like 35 feet no. or so. No. And my coffee goes up, turns over 180, <laughs> hits the ground, coffee on the carpet and missed oh. my shoes. And, and I'm, and also like, um, my, I am a, the palest shade of white. I'm feeling <laughs> like garbage. My stomach feels bad. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Oh and no. My, my, my buddy, John leans over and says, Hey Dave, uh, do you ever uh, meditate? I was like, uh, yeah, a little bit. Uh, not really, though. I, I did yoga, but, uh, and he's like, just breathe. I'm like, yeah, uh huh. I got like hands on my knees, grab onto myself, just like, uh, head back, eyes closed, just like, get me through this. Uh, oh, and my. Is that the time people pull out the, the meditation card? <laughs> I don't know. Like, that. It's a little I late cannot. to start trying. I, think, I at cannot. That moment. Yes. Um, but, uh, you know, he <laughs> you was just trying. Well he was concerned because I looked awful. I think I just looked like <laughs> terrible. So, um, you know, 25, 35 minutes into the flight, we level off. We're fine. You know, yeah. eventually I get a bag of chips and a Coke and I feel, I feel pretty you, good. You're starting but to calm down. A very rough start to a, a two hour <laughs> flight. Um, Oof. and, but you know, were, were you, was it worse going there or going home? Like going knowing home was, going home was amazing. Oh, okay. I was I thinking you, like, like maybe, no, it was you like, know, uh, now that you know, you going, might be dropping. I was, I was sold on uh, how awesome a chartered plane can be on the way home. Okay. A very smooth flight. It didn't matter that it off, drops like 30 landing. feet. No, it didn't drop 30 feet on the way home. It was okay. the smoothest, awesome plane oh, ride. Good. We, you know, there's no way, like, we're, I think we we're supposed to get there at like five o'clock. We got there at like five minutes to five. Yeah. No big deal. They're just waiting for us. Yeah. There's no, there's no security. Yeah. There's no, there's no pat down. They don't care what you're bringing there <laughs> at all. There is zero security yeah. is, at, at the metal refining plant. There is like security, like crazy. Cause they, they're dealing with precious metals. Right. So you're, you're going through airport security at the, mm. at the metal refining plant, you know, in and right. out and everything okay. but at, at the private airport, the small <laughs> chartered plane, zero security. Zero bring whatever yep. you want you this is yours right now mm -hmm. just join but us it was just also like a very like kind of a, a kind of like a rock star moment when you like 
You yeah. get picked up at 6.30 in the morning. You, you go, you work the day at the plant doing photography, all kinds of stuff. Eventually, you pack up your cases, you drive to the airport, you go on the plane, you fly home. Yeah. It was, it was pretty So cool. you weren't there a couple days or? We were there four, four days. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah, at um, the Hilton. And that's it was just, right. You know, did I you think, go down to the bar? Did you? We, we we basically were just all we were we, we every night was the the restaurant at at the Hilton. We that's, <laughs> yeah. we didn't leave like yeah there was, yeah. It's also because of COVID. There's we don't care to ex explore Greenville, right. You're not North Carolina. We're just like right now. Right. You know there was like but people, even that was probably nice. It was very nice. Yeah, and like a little like, a little outing. You're I'm not so doing happy, too much, but I'm so happy to be anywhere. Yeah, exactly. You know, like um, you, you know. The Hiltons are pretty nice. Yeah, you know, they, sure. Maybe they should be your sponsor. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? Hello Thoughts if, is brought to you by Hilton Hotels. Uh, well, I'm going to have to have you say that use for because you said it so nicely. Just use the discount code HelloThoughts to save 10%. <laughs> um, so that was a there very nice, go. very nice um, out, you know, getaway. Nice. Nice and then when you day. come back, you're like, oh, New Jersey. I Here we you. are again. <laughs> It was, it was very, very So cool. I, I just have to ask, I, I have a little game before we wrap things up. And I also have to ask, I, you've told me before what it's called, but you, you're very creative. You, you, and now I realize I didn't know that you made that seesaw thingamajig and it all started and all all the stuff you're very handy too i didn't know that side of you and i think that came from sculpture class right in, in undergrad just because yeah. it was you learned some really cool skills i mean and even with um with woodworking i remember my senior year at, a, at some grad student show mm -hmm. i saw like this one guy like made these shapes out of wood and it was like just seamless and perfect i'm just like in awe like wow, yeah this is some like amazing staining and sanding and just you know kind of like you know like i want to do that that's in, that's like inspiring yeah so, so oh, I, 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 I yeah so you you did i i just remembered another thing that i did want to ask you about too um but before i get on to that um so you made this musical masterpiece i like to call it because i don't know what it's called that was my second box the first box i made was very simple it only had a few guitar pedals i was in um a, i started the band with my high school friends um after high school um i think it was around 2001 okay maybe? and it was like my you know like my, you know, best friends, a uh, high school crew. Mm -hmm. um, we were called the Anger Management Project. And, <laughs> um, it was like, you know, like progressive rock fusion band. We had a singer, a screamer. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a guitarist who was like the main songwriter who's just incredible. And my best friend was playing drums and to, you know, to get me in the band. And like, I was like, I played bass. And yeah, I was like, pretty good at bass but playing with my buddy on guitar I got like really good because mm -hmm. like he like really trained my left hand uh, yeah I, yeah I played a lot with him so we were a band for many years and um I just had a few a few guitar pedals so I made like this little wooden box mm -hmm. and I spray painted it like silver so it looked, it looked like a metal box but it was just wood right and it was simple and I think it was like when I was, when I was working at the lab in Delaware 
one of my bosses kind of made the suggestion like, oh, it'd be cool if you had like a hydraulic arm in there that like opened it up a little bit. <laughs> and that suggestion was enough to be like, ooh. <laughs> to open up your mind. Mm, and the then your box. Yeah. yeah. So, so I think what you're, so then like that, what, what you've seen is like the that ne- thing, the box 2.0 <laughs> is wild. And, and, um, and it started with like, I had a loop station. Yeah. That, like you can, I like, need Taylor to see this one day too. Yeah. One day when we can be in the same room, uh, <laughs> fingers crossed. <laughs> yes. Let's make so- a, let's make a date for, um, what's, what's today? What's today? How about a year from today? Because that's when I think life can probably return to normal. That would be wonderful. If we all do the right thing. No guarantees, you know. No guarantees, but hopefully. (laughs) We'll hope. Because like, um, so I have like this loop station where you can record something and it'll start looping. Yeah. And then it matters if it's in the beginning before distortion and delay pedals, you're recording clean loops. Yeah. Unaffected loops. Yeah. If you put it at the end of the loops, you're going to record the distortion sound or delay. And which one do you want? You want both. Right. So you need two loop stations. Right. Of and course you do. Of course you do. <laughs> and, you know, I had a keyboard in there and then I got a, like a, a better keyboard. So it is an, ob- an obnoxious box. Like for any sound guy. Yeah. They would be like, oh, my God. <laughs> Why is it so big? Yeah, really, yeah. really, really, dude. Yeah, 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 really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so it was do, you, also- do you work on like? Are you busting out songs and doing all kinds of tricks on that thing every now and then? What's every now? I mean, it. It. it I think um, as we're approaching the second lockdown, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to be working on it some more. <laughs> yeah, sure, because. You know, um, you can you can you can do your photography, but eventually there's no events, there's no yep. portraits. Yeah, it's, it's hard. You know, you can go out and make some fine art, but um, you know, I and I I got into doing interiors uh, for like um, interior designers and whatnot. And if you can't get into someone's home, you can't be doing that or, or whatever. Right. You're doing. So right. eventually, photography becomes while it's very important and like. Mm-hmm. When someone passes away, what's the first thing we look for? A good right. photo of them. But it it definitely occurred, you know, it was like a, a realization, like, this is not essential. Right. <laughs> Photography right. Not, so it's one of those things where, like, um, as we get into pandemic lockdown, you're like, well, not doing that for a, for a little bit. Right. Right. And um, that's when you can, like, work on your website and look through your old mm-hmm. photos and, like, you know, I definitely in the first lockdown, you know, you have your to-do lists on in your iPhone notes. Yeah. And you start tackling these Trying things. Trying to buckle off. down and yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, eventually you check off all that stuff and, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and even what I found was really nice about music was when you find those stressful moments where maybe you're thinking too much or nervous. Music is the time I can get into a thing, whether it's drums or whatever, or just you know playing some cover songs and trying to sing some some stuff where you can kind of like forget everything mm-hmm. and just kind of like you know be get, in the music yeah where you can like especially when i'm when i'm like playing drums just like i just love practicing yeah i love practicing photography i love practicing mm-hmm. music i love practicing anything in general you and know? that's why you're wonderful at what you do so um you know you get in that 
that's where you know it's really great to have some hobbies and some passions when it's you and your and your house your apartment and mm -hmm. you can't hang out with your friends you can't yeah. go out to restaurants you can't go to bars it is just you in your space so yeah. it, you know that's that's been like um thank god i have these these things mm -hmm. that i can like you know enjoy as a child i was never bored yeah you know i might get lazy i might procrastinate mm -hmm. you know but never bored there's always so much to do right and um like i even as a kid i could just like play by myself mm -hmm. matchbox cars yeah. legos like whatever and 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 so you know for that you know i can definitely entertain myself mm -hmm. which is which is nice yeah but i also really need to be around people yeah, yeah. so like I, I i have a friend who's like totally cool with kind of just like not doing that so he's kind of like right. more more set up for the the lockdown <laughs> and i kind of be like oh, hey you want to can, can i come by he's like yeah and I'm like uh who can i hang out with anybody or like, right uh, right right like, i need to see some people after some time yeah, yeah it starts yeah, yeah, to sure. really get to you but you know i got i got my two my two animal friends here mm -hmm. and so and thank are, god for like zoom and yeah i remember i sent you that marco polo app early on in the in the quarantine do you remember that yeah because i was like this is it, it's like actually you know it's worthwhile you yeah. know with mm -hmm. friends to just like shoot the shit just back and forth with a video why not yeah 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 um i really quick i remember that i don't know if you were doing this up until quarantine or if this was a couple years ago but i remember that you had been giving lessons oh yeah i started drum, doing drum lessons or guitar um, well I, I i mean i started doing um drum lessons and i i still and, and i do like bass lessons okay i'm teaching i actually have two like two students now oh good um, um one student is in high school and i'm t and he's a guitarist and i'm also teaching him drums okay like, i had basically like an extra drum set that i just like set up in his in in, in his music room yeah um just like and and awesome so I'm, I'm my project is like making him the best guitar like the best drum playing guitarist that ever was because <laughs> he you know he's like into guitar there you go and like I'm not the greatest guitarist, but I have, I can teach and like, you know, pass um, on your just gotta knowledge. Stay, just got to stay a lesson ahead. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, it's really fun. Um, you know, and, and I remember when I first started teaching music, it's a little bit of, of like, I don't know how to teach music. Right. But then you just like, let's just dial it back a bit. I just have to teach him like what I do, what I know about music. Mm -hmm. And like with drums is like i can you know it's like very confident in teaching but yeah still um you don't have to teach them like the proper way to play music just like how do you get this kid playing and enjoying it mm -hmm. and i was like like I, I i remember having lessons and it's like i i enjoyed the role of the music teacher because like you're not a total authority figure you're not a friend, you're kind of in between. Right you know? in between, right? Yeah, so it was like, um, you know, and I, I remember like, like my drum teacher, it's like just a, a guy I was like, just thought was cool as hell. 
yeah. and, and just like happy to you know have him over and like wanting to impress him and yeah. like and sometimes you just like get into a thing where you don't practice and then you and oh shit i didn't practice and then you try to right. like fucking cram it in you can't cram it in right and, and all it took is like one time i just didn't practice enough and he came over and he's like dude are you like wasting my time i was like oh, oh, oh snap well, I, I, if I ever want to make a kid feel shitty, I know what to say, but yeah, I don't yeah, yeah. generally do that. But like, you don't pull next that card. Lesson, next yeah. lesson, I work my ass off and he's like, oh, nice job, buddy. Yeah. 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 So, you know, um, and I just, so I really, it, it is fun. Um, I, and I, I even tended to like, um, just by chance, I was teaching like special needs kids. Like one kid, I which told, I remember, him, yeah. I was teaching drums to who had like a form of Tourette's or something, mm-hmm. and I mean, it wasn't like a cursing thing. Maybe it was like a spitting thing, but I, it was, it was a very light kind of a thing. Like he didn't yeah. do that around me, right? Um, and my other student was like high functioning, autistic, mm-hmm. and um, I remember like the first lesson he had like he just talks and talks and talks a lot. It's hard for <laughs> yeah. the focus, and I just. I, I realized I had to answer some of these questions or else we're going to move on. We weren't moving on. And right, I, after right. the first lesson, I walked out of there being like, I don't know what I can teach him. But yeah, yeah. Then I've had lessons where I walk out of there. I'm like, you are the greatest teacher that ever existed. You yeah, know? yeah. So there are times where, you know, he's focusing and playing. I'm just like, wow. Like, yeah, you know, it's yeah. amazing. Um, and then, you know, sometimes there are some in-between lessons, but it's, you know, very satisfying. It's, definitely not for the money it's just like a thing i really enjoy and Doing, when you have yeah. a great lesson it's just like you know yeah it's, it's a great feeling you carry sure. all sure yeah yeah um do you still work with those two kids too um not or, the kid i taught drums to but the kid I because you worked to. with the one kid for a while i remember oh i mean the the, the kid who I the teach. asd um yeah i mean he's um I think he's like 30. I oh, okay. I think I've been teaching him for like 12 years or something. Yeah. You know? Cool. And, and, and so that's just like still a thing I do. Um, yeah. We try to do once a week. Maybe we miss a lesson here and there. Nice. For they're busy or I'm busy. Yeah. Yeah. But um, it's in, it's in like Marlboro. So um, it's, you know, close enough. And were they uh, people that you knew or did you start to friend. kind of like, okay. One of my friends said like, Hey, like my like cousin, like, you know, is Needs. interested in playing bass yeah. and like, you know, I was like, yeah, sure. So, cool. um, and you know, you go in there, I don't know if I can teach him, but right. Right. Um, apparently I can. Yeah. So, awesome. And it's been, and then my other student that I just been teaching, like I started like over the summer. Um, yeah, I'm teaching uh, guitar and drums too. Okay, and, it's, and it's, it, that's a lot of fun for me as well. So awesome. We, and it's um, so it's you know, it's just a really, it's it's fun to like, to remember how I was taught and that relationship and like, you know, yeah, the my 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 drum teacher, like my main drum teacher, my 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 guru. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, he had a profound impact on my life. Yeah. Meeting him was like, you know, just like bumping into the kids from Red Bank on the third floor, you know? Yeah, yeah. You you meet these people that mm-hmm. just all of a sudden, like, really, really uh, start affecting your life in, the, in a wonderful way. Yeah, yeah. That's beautiful. Well, before we go, Dave, I do oh, want to play just a little quick, a quick game with you. 
my word association came. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, a, a little fast forward through your through your feelings. Sure, I'm not. I'm, I am definitely not a one word answer kind of guy. Oh, I, I don't need one words. Yeah, wonderful. yeah. You go. You please, by all means, shower me with whatever you want to. Um, so I'm gonna say just a word or of a feeling or something, and you tell me the first thing or the first something that comes to mind. First something. Yes. Cool. Um, imagine. Imagine, I'll say like, um, you know, creativity and like, uh, you get, you get an assignment and it's like, you got to like flex that creative muscle. Mm-hmm. You know, one of my favorite quotes from, uh, the painter Chuck Close, uh, is like inspiration is for amateurs. The rest of us have to shut up and get to work. Um, when you're a professional, you can't rely on inspiration. You have to like force it out, mm-hmm. squeeze it out like a poop, you know, um, <laughs> you know, whether you feel like working, whether you feel like being creative, that's your job. Right. So, like figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> I had to um, say poop once, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it needed to come out. Yeah. <laughs> Compassion. Compassion. Um, compassion, we'll say just, um, forgiveness, you know, uh, we all, we all need some forgiveness. I think about like being a kid and just like all the dumb stuff you do as a kid. Oh yeah. And hopefully, (laughs) hopefully your parents are there to be like, Hey, you, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. The heart is still there. Parents, friends. I mean, we all, we all fuck up. We all fuck up. That's for sure. And and hopefully, hopefully (laughs) there's some forgiveness. Yeah. Someone's around ready to be Uh compassionate. Yeah. 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 Laughter. Laughter. Laughter is essential. Laughter is essential. Yes. Uh, Life is hard. Yeah. And it could be some, you know, some dark stuff, even like the darkest thing, if you can find a way to just take a little bit of the weight out of it and just kind of laugh at it. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, we're like all sort of, you know, a little afraid of death and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. you know, um, and, uh, you know, just find a way to laugh at it. Yeah. Like I remember being a little kid, just like laying awake at night. And just thinking about like being like you're probably seven years old thinking about, yeah. like, thinking about death yeah yeah know? and like i remember like one day i got out of bed and went to my dad who was in the dining room just doing whatever and i was like dad yeah is is there really a heaven yeah yeah and like this was like one of those moments we're, we're experiencing i mean not the questioning yeah. But kind of on her own, mm-hmm. experiencing that moment kind of with Ruby. Well, I, I, and point. I think this is where like, I, I swear, like, it's kind of like, I feel like my dad did life before because mm-hmm. he just knew what to say. And yeah. the, I think one of the best things is don't answer, but ask a question. Yeah. So he was like, well, do you think God would make all of this and then have nothing? Right. I was like, oh, yeah, OK. 
yeah, cool. And I went back to bed. <laughs> and I didn't like question it further. Luckily for right. him, I was right. like, that was good enough for me in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Good answer, dad. I've been thinking about that a lot lately. I actually just said to Taylor, I, I want to have kind of an episode of, about faith and, and all of that. But um, how my, you know, my mom's family, like the fact that they just had that comfort in whatever they did believe in, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of, I kind of wish I had that for not even for the sake of myself, but for the sake of my kids. Cause I know those questions come up, mm-hmm. you know, and they just, they always had these answers of, of, you know, it's, it's like concrete for them. You know, yeah. they just had that, that abundance of, of faith and whatever it was that they, they thought. And, it's it's it haven't I haven't reached that just yet. So well, I think it's good if you don't know what to say. It's good to answer in a question. In a question, and it's true. On, they they do answering. say to do that with children too. Yeah. So I I do kind of try to do that because we don't you know? really know the answer anyway. No, so it is good to just be like, well, yeah. Do you think this? Yeah. That? I mean, yeah. Uh, and so you kind of save yourself. <laughs> Well, you're not, you're not, you're definitely, if you ask, you're leaving it up to them. You're not lying to them either. Right. Right. There's no lie there. I don't think children really want to hear. I don't know. Right. 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 Uh, No, there is no comfort in that. I'll tell you that. (laughs) Does God exist? Nope. No. Or yeah, definitely. 100%. And like, you know, you could tell them that, but they're still, they're still going to question it. So it's it's good good to throw it back and be like, you figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know, <laughs> you know, but like, I, I was, I was just like, I'm, you know, there were a couple times when I went to my, went to like, I just like fall, trying to fall asleep at night and I went to yeah. my dad with like a question, you know, yeah. like a difficult question. And he had like <laughs> the perfect answer, you know, that, that's wonderful. You know, I was like one time, like I, even as a kid, I had like, occasionally I would have like a little stutter. Yeah. And like it kind of like bothered me. I didn't understand it. And yeah. so like one night I'm like, Dad, yeah. stutter. Yeah. Oh. And it was like, no. Little Dave. He's like, no, you don't stutter, but just sometimes your mind moves faster than your mouth. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And so like, and that's basically what's happening anyway. Right. You, you just slow down. Just you know. take a minute. And even like with theater and all that kind of stuff, that's, you know, if you have to slow down and yeah. like over enunciate, because if you, if you say lines, like you speak, mm-hmm. the audience can be like, what, what's that? Yeah. yeah. Slow it down. And yeah. like, you know, so that was something I had to learn too. Yeah. So um, where are we? Okay. So that was, that was laughter. That was laughter. I don't, we, we landed onto, onto faith. Um, PB and J. Like peanut butter and jelly. Yes. Um, peanut what butter and jelly. What are your feelings on this? You know, I was always a fan of the jelly. <laughs> okay. And, and then like, um, in Michigan, um, like my best friend, Mark and I, we were fans of peanut butter and honey. Oh, oh. And then I one, never never that's experienced a, that it's a thing it's, okay it's quite good um and then one day because we're kids and we're like 
We like peanut butter and jelly. And what's the best part? We love the jelly, the sweet. The jelly. Okay. And peanut butter and honey, what's the best part? The honey. Like, what if we had a jelly and honey sandwich? <laughs> Not the not the most uh, the the best idea. It was more of a, a child's dream. Yeah, it was probably kind of delicious. Maybe it required a little bit of peanut butter to hold the, all, yeah. the whole the whole thing together. Yeah, uh, yeah. A sandwich of jelly and honey is. I, mean, I know my mother used to do like not, toast with um, butter, <laughs> butter and jelly. Yeah. Never, um, never would I have thought honey and jelly. Well, there was that happened once in yeah. my life. in my in my forty two years. I had a jelly and honey sandwich once. One time. So, um, what was the what was the taste about? Did you love it? Or the you sweetest were like, shit. It was yeah. the sweetest sandwich you've ever had in your life. And as a child, sticky? there was nothing better. Not sticky because there's the bread to mix. To right. Okay. Okay. Um, jelly and honey. I mean. It's a sweet, a sweet treat. A sweet. I'm gonna have to try peanut butter um, and I think, honey. I think everybody should try a jelly yeah. and honey sandwich. Um, but I think a jelly, <laughs> a peanut butter and jelly and honey sandwich is probably the winner. Okay, over all of the equation, uh, uh, no matter which way we're slicing it. Probably. I mean, well, in, you want both jelly and honey. Yeah, I mean, I was on your I, peanut butter. Yeah, I, I I think so, but I was more of a a turkey sandwich kind of a guy going through school. Okay. I would I was not a a buy a lunch um you know kid. Yeah. I was, yep. You my brought mom, my mom packed you brought lunch, your lunch. Yeah. It was a, it was like you know turkey and cheese and mm -hmm. maybe some lettuce and uh, that was I I would eat that every day and not and just you know I'm <laughs> I'm I'm fine eat the same thing every single day. No qualms about it. You're good. Mm -mm. Just gotta fuel the the tank. You gotta fuel fuel the tank. Yeah. And um yeah. Um <laughs> peanut butter and honey is something I remember from Michigan. It didn't really happen in New Jersey at all. It was like a little phase. I'm get I'm getting the vibe that I want to toast this bread mm. if I'm gonna do this. Yeah, yeah. I mean I uh my buddy Mark's house, I'm imagining um a wheat bread. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That was a, 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 a thing that happened. I, I, and I'm gonna, definitely going to have to give it to Ruby because she <laughs> loves she loves peanut butter. I mean, what many kids love. It's not very abnormal. She so she's loves, a PB&J. Yes. So I think I've a, never a PB, tried the honey. A PBJ and H or a, no? or, or a PB and H. Oh. <laughs> no? We're um, going to try it. I out. might actually have to have a PB H and J uh, soon. I don't think I have tonight. Any, maybe I don't, I, I don't have any. I don't have any J in the house. Um, oh. <laughs> So I got to get some J. <laughs> Please text me a picture when you do. Yeah. Um, sounds pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Politics. Politics. <laughs> oh, politics. Mm. Politics. Um, you know. I hear, I hear the deep breath. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, yeah. Politics is something that uh, it's... Uh, it's good to pay attention to, but um, we uh, really ha cannot let it divide, you know? Yeah. Um, some of my, you know, best friends, we've never seen eye to eye on politics. Yeah. Um, you know, my parents and I don't see eye to eye on politics. Yeah. Um, but when you, you know, some with some relationships, you just have to put that aside. Because, yeah. and you know, when you, it could, you know, I, in the past four years, I've noticed even with some friends, like uh, there's been some like uh, 
uh, kind of rifts in in the in the in the friend group and people some of the people don't talk and some of them don't mm -hmm. hang out and yeah. we've survived many administrations and yes. this one has been a little difficult to survive yeah, certainly but i i am never someone to write anyone off and and so now i am trying to kind of reach out and like you know bring some friends together and Back together and and, and and you know through through texts and whatnot my friends uh we're we're talking again okay okay sometimes about politics and i just try to be like mm, let's find another topic <laughs> maybe not because my like especially like my high school friends we all like we're all very different people we've yeah. always been very different people i think it was like one of the most exciting parts you know yeah sure. we all dress differently there's some overlap in the bands we like but like some of us are really into metal some mm -hmm. of us are really into like indie some of us are into like hip-hop and some and you know then there's people like tom petty everyone loves tom petty right i think everyone loves credence clearwater revival right you know there are some overlapping things everyone loves the beastie boys you know mm -hmm. um so like we've always had the overlaps um and we're trying to just like when sometimes you can't talk about, talk about politics at all no uh no. where you have to kind of like find the roots of your friendships and mm -hmm. whatnot to kind of like smooth everything out because you know i think it's even so as as a country when we want to come together it starts on the microscopic scale of like you know that friend who you haven't wanted to talk about because they're like kind of a maniac about politics right and i can be a maniac about politics too right we all when we get into our political things we can all turn into freaking maniacs <laughs> and we have to kind of put that aside right so we can kind of move on and forward so yeah politics you can't ignore it you shouldn't ignore it but it shouldn't be your religion yeah politics is not a religion you know because often these people are liars and right. so we have to just kind of you know uh just find a way to um realize what's really important right and with and with my well friends said. yeah it's 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 not our our friendship is not based on politics you know right it's based on like this other time stuff. around it's been a little tricky i'm not gonna lie it's been so tricky yeah. i mean but you have yeah, to, to, realize... to divide that it's it's and to separate you know when when you know what someone is willing to look past or deal with it's it it's a it's a it's a challenging one i mean you have to basically remember with people that you love yeah who, who might be losing their minds yeah <laughs> remember why you love them and yeah like, yeah know, it's so. something that has to be definitely reminded because mm -hmm. it's, it's not hard. easy but like you know it's essential you can't yes. you know we're not we don't want civil war so let's right. not let's not fucking cut people out <laughs> all right yes yeah so moving on to happier things mm -hmm. um actually faith faith um faith i think um it's good to always keep the faith i don't and i'm and it's not like a religious thing solely it's just like optimism mm -hmm. you want to believe in better times yeah keep the faith better times are coming um if we're gonna have life return to normal by like november it doesn't just happen it happens by like people behaving right 
are they going to behave? We'll we'll see about that. Let's keep the faith. Let's keep the faith. (laughs) That's right. Fingers crossed. Uh, let's keep let's keep the faith that keep people. The faith. And it's not even just our country; it's the it's the world. Mm-hmm. If our country could come together and right. do, every, do everything right, we yeah. need other countries to do so well. If because otherwise, this this um, this little COVID thing is gonna is never gonna go away. Yeah. Yeah. Hard times. Perspective. Yeah. Perspective. You know. I could take it literal and be like, you know, like a drawing sort of a thing. But um, perspective, perspective is something I got after after Linda Rowe died. Um, mm-hmm. You know, for 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 better or for worse. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and you see some, like some of these like deadlines and jobs that you know we obsess about. Is it really if if I give someone a job on Monday? If I needed Tuesday to make it better, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna push it to Tuesday and make mm-hmm. it better. You know, mm-hmm. you can obsess about a date. I must finish this by here, but right, you know, people want a good, better product, and so rushing someone, it you know, sometimes put it into perspective. Is it totally essential? If right. am I gonna it? If I stay up all night and kill myself to finish this Mm -hmm. wouldn't it be better if i got some sleep and did it the next day Mm -hmm. um so that's um that's my perspective you know figure out what's what's like overall what is actually really for the greater good yeah yeah and 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 for when you're when you're making a, a an art like a product how do we get the best product is it is it like pushing our bodies to the limit to try to you know crank out this thing or just maybe relax life is short mm-hmm. let's go to bed and and get a fresh <laughs> a fresh perspective tomorrow you know? i like that perspective thank you i need i need to take that advice go sure. to bed every now and then people might call it you know the uh, the slacker motto but um no call it whatever you want yeah no no that's that's wise. That's what that is. Wise. I've been called worse. <laughs> youth. 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 Um, don't hate the youth. <laughs> People like to shit on millennials, but like, mm-hmm. that's so tired. Yeah. O- old people telling young people that they're fucking up. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like, that's like so uh, played out, I think. So, you know, understand the youth are doing their best. Yeah. They are doing the journey that you did. Right. So like, you know. Help and it's the, different. Help the youth. It's different. You know, it's do, different because I, life is different. <laughs> I, have, I have three nieces that are mm-hmm. in school and they go through active shooter drills. Yeah. I never had active shooter drills. I think when Columbine happened, I was in college. Right. Um, you know, they they have the same stresses that that we have, mm-hmm. and more because the world is getting crazier. Right. So, right. like, um, even you know, pre-COVID, you know, the I mean, I and and my nieces, you know, they're 
they're doing very well with the the schooling, the new kind of virtual schooling. Mm-hmm. They're very self self motivated. They do virtual dance class, virtual karate. Uh, they do virtual like, Hebrew school and stuff. Yeah. And I think they've done actual school as well. You know, um, and now. I think uh, across the country, there's a mix of everything. Right, right. They get a few COVID cases and, hey, let's go virtual for uh, like a a week or two. Right, right. So um, the youth have a lot of challenges. The world keeps getting uh, crazier. Mm -hmm. And and so, um, you know, let's help the youth. Yes. Because, you know, we're going to get old and the youth has to like, you know, make, they're going to be in charge one day. Right, right. hopefully um, making good decisions right yeah yeah um okay now we're going a little little crazy uh Uh parade 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 parades are great um i've crashed a parade okay okay you know i'm not a parade kind of person so i'm just well, I'm not crash parade. Um, parades are great. You know, I, I've lived on um, uh, Cookman Avenue, major mm-hmm. major street in Asbury yes. Park, couple apartments, and I would wake up some mornings to a parade. <laughs> and you're like, oh, look at this! It's a freaking parade outside. Yes, um, it is fun looking from a window. Yeah, when it's your yes. when when it's your apartment. <laughs> <laughs> and you just wake up and you're just looking out the window to see a parade. You're like, this is yeah. pretty great. Um, yeah. um, a couple times I had to go to work where I had to cross the street and yeah. I might've like <laughs> crossed, walked a little forward, be like, I'm in a parade. And then I yeah. crossed the street and went to work. <laughs> um, but um, I could definitely picture that. Um, some of like, when you're, when you're watching the parades and like, I remember one of the best things, I think it might've been for one of the, the gay pride weeks where um, marching bands busting out Material Girl. Oh, hell that's, yeah! That's amazing. Uh, please, more. Yes, of this. yes. <laughs> it was great, and um, um, it's it's always exciting when um, a parade's walking by your window. Yeah, so you uh, certainly have the best view. Oh, it's incredible! Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, snack. Snack. What are you snacking on? When I. <laughs> The, uh, a very famous snack, like a like a post school. <laughs> you come home from school, you yeah. want to watch some Ducktales. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, uh, uh, Ritz pizza crackers. You take a Ritz cracker, oh. a little, little sauce, a little mozzarella cheese. Mm. Oh, okay. I think. Oh, like, like build it yourself. Yeah, we're and building like, it. Okay. I'm, I'm pretty sure um, I would heat it up. A little bit in the microwave uh, just to melt the cheese i don't have a microwave now so now i'd probably do it better in like an oven or a, uh, or a toaster right, oven right, right. and i think that would be like pretty incredible you're, uh, you're basically um uh, tomorrow night you're i'm, I'm gonna have tomorrow night's <laughs> dinner is a <laughs> a peanut butter honey and jelly a pb h and j with ritz pizza crackers <laughs> maybe ritz pizza crackers appetizer Yes, that P- by far the app with the P B H and J. I think I'm I think I'm too old to have a, a just a honey and jelly sandwich. That's <laughs> that's the one time in my life I'm gonna have that. But I think the P B H and J is something I gotta um, at least try once. Yes, and yes. when I do, maybe I'll reach out to my to my good you know my old best friend Mark and be like Mark, this is it. Yeah, you should zoom it up for that. See zoom see each other's face. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, happiness. Happiness. Happiness for me is, um, you know, I don't know if, if I'm, I mean, behind a drum set, I just feel like. That's, that's. This is happening. where I can just like, you know, when I'm behind the drums, it doesn't matter what's going on with the world. There could mm -hmm. be a global pandemic. Yeah. There could be an asshole in the White House. Yeah. Nothing matters. It doesn't matter at all. Yeah. And, um, and um, so I, I, I find few happier places than just, just kicking it behind a drum set. Mm -hmm. And uh, because I'm in an apartment too, I'm trying to play quiet right <laughs> try to get away with something yeah and yeah. and so far so good yeah you know try to keep it to like the level of a loud stereo yeah and my rule too if the cats are nearby and they're and they're cool with it you're doing okay you're doing all right if you're yeah you know, yeah so i, I yeah and I, it hits it hits the pause button for you oh totally. just... this is when like even if you have stuff going on in your brain yeah like you can cut it off and, yeah. and and words and thinking stops and then you tap into a part of your brain that's you don't totally understand mm -hmm. but um there could you're be like, ready to explore there in could that be moment like, you know drum fills you remember from years past that just kind of like oh yeah i remember this thing and that thing and it's like just like uh i felt like during uh COVID, it's kind of like this this desert island sort of thing where mm -hmm. If you didn't have to work and you, you can't and you, you have n nothing to like, right. what are you going to do with your days? And, right. um, and how are you going to like, you know, entertain yourself? And so mm -hmm. that was something I like got the chops back up, you know, right. it, it takes, you know, when you stop playing for a while, it's still there, but you just got to like put in the time to like, you know, oil up all the, all, all the joints and, uh, and, and get things, um, you know, to a, a level where when you when you can start playing again you can start to hear like new stuff mm -hmm. but you can't hear new stuff until you get all the old stuff remembering in your brain and like yeah you know, so it's interesting too because like i just i'm thinking about being in that moment where you're doing something like this i feel like it kind of pauses everything and mm -hmm. you're actually able to really be in that moment about you know, instead and... of just kind of being overwhelmed, even just day to day living when you're just doing whatever you're doing around your house and whatever, you're still your mind is moving and you're you have yeah. all these anxieties and you're thinking about what's next and what do I have to do? And, you know, in that moment, you're on pause and you're doing something you love and you're solely focused on that and very present in what you're doing and you're able to love it and enjoy yeah. it and yeah. you're pushing yourself like the difficult things yeah like, really bad you slow it down and you like make it smooth and then you figure mm -hmm. and then you get it a little faster and faster to where you were before that and like yeah it's just a way like, all of a sudden it's like you're not thinking about anything else but like you know eighth notes quarter notes 30 second notes like whatever you know and, and right it's like this kind of non-thinking thinking part that's mm -hmm. like nice to um and you just like then you start remembering all the practicing that you've done right the whole like when you want to master something you need mm -hmm. to put in like ten thousand hours yeah you know and i'm not i'm not there yet but um you know uh with photography and with music every hour you put in you're getting closer and closer mm -hmm. 
And so that's why, like, you know, I don't mind aging because, you know, you have something to get better at. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, you know, so that's, that's the fun part. Yeah. Okay. How about scared? Scared. Scared. I find the, um, I find the future kind of scary, you mm-hmm. know? <laughs> I was yeah. like, I have a, I, uh, back in the old world, I have a job <laughs> where uh, I was working for, um, you know, a, a university in, in New York City. And I had a job where I was like going from place to place to take portraits of, yeah. uh, of uh, students at their internships. And, um, you know, you walk by, I have my photo cases and I'm dragging them. Um, and you, then you, you know, uh, walk by and you see like a homeless person. And I get, I get like a little scared. Like, is he thinking like, I used to be a photographer <laughs> and then digital happened and I lost everything. I had a, a 3000 square foot loft on fifth Avenue <laughs> and then digital photography. Like, you don't know, like, is it all right. It's all going right. to go away. Right. And that's the scary part. Like when yeah. you're working in a creative field, there's a lot of competition and yeah. it's like, you know, a, a quote unquote, like fun job that a lot of people would like to do. And, right. and so you want to keep it happening. So yeah. it's that fear. I think um, it's, you know, fear is good. You don't want to, you don't want to be like paralyzed by it. You want right. to, you want to be hungry from it. Um, I was, I was thinking like about stuff, like the things that stick with you. Um, Mm -hmm. I remember like my, my friend, uh, my, my best friends, he um, had a brother who was like a football player and a wrestler. And like, I remember his senior quote from the yearbook and it went something like this. It was like somewhere, someone out there is training harder than you. And when you meet them in competition, you will lose. And like, yeah, it's that idea that like, sometimes no matter how hard you work, mm-hmm. there's someone who is better. Yeah. And like, don't be afraid of this. This should be the fuel that gets the you motivation. Working. Yeah. You know? um, there was a movie from 1991 called um, uh, Defending Your Life. From, it's like, it's an Albert, Albert Brooks movie. I'm writing that down. Defending your life. Defending your life. Okay. And it was basically like Albert Brooks dies and to, to get into heaven, you're in like this trial type situation. Okay. And um, I might ruin it if I talk about it. So that, <laughs> it's like a 30 year old movie. I think it's okay. Like no spoiler alert, but like <laughs> um, the, the biggest problem, the reason why you might not get into heaven and might get sent down to earth. Mm-hmm is if you were afraid to do stuff. Okay. Like the biggest crime you could do in life was be afraid to do something. And that kind of like, it wasn't like the most amazing movie, <laughs> but it kind of stuck with me. It resonated like, with you. Don't yeah. be afraid to do stuff. You yeah. Know? Like even like, you know, I, like as a kid, occasionally it would come in, I'd have a little stutter. Mm-hmm. Um, Eventually, like the my junior year of high school, um, my my uh, buddy, my my best friend Kieran uh, had this idea, like you know we're gonna run for uh, senior class president and vice president. Yeah, and that required giving a speech in front of four hundred and fifty people. 
Um, but we were like, you know, we wrote funny speeches mm-hmm. and we were like, we were shown by our other friend who like kept on doing this year after year. Um, he wasn't the most popular kid, but he was funny and he kept yeah. on winning elections. So senior year, he wasn't going for senior class vice president. He was going for like student council president. Right, so right. We're like, let's, let's do this. We're doing it. So my buddy Kieran ran for senior class president. I ran for senior class vice president. We made some funny speeches. Yeah. And of, of course, you're nervous to give the speech. Oh, yeah. In front of like your whole class. I, yeah, I don't do that. But um, I, I, I think it's important to tackle these fears. You know, yeah. don't be paralyzed by the fears. So we did it. We both won. And, um, you know, um, I surprised my mom. While my mom was very supportive, <laughs> she thought I was going to lose. Uh, mom. But, you know, because she, she was just like, you're wearing that shirt? Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's what your hair looks like? I'm like, yeah, it's okay. And um, <laughs> But that kind of questioning makes you also want to, like, prove yourself and win. So, um, yeah. It was, um, you know, the, no one wants to be um, in high school. No one wants to be like in a, a, an assembly. But if you can go up there and entertain these kids for two minutes, they, you will, got vote them. For, they will vote for you. For <laughs> yeah. sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm thinking that's what happened with the, with the country a couple of years ago, right? <laughs> like, this guy's hilarious. <laughs> this guy is so hilarious. Um, yeah. Wouldn't it be, you know, you know, he, he's very entertaining, um, you know, like him or love him, right. hate him or really hate him. Um, he <laughs> or is, really fucking hate him. He's hilarious. He's a hilarious guy. He's something. Sort he's of. something to watch. Sort. He's, he is something to watch. <laughs> yes. And last but not least, proud. Proud. Um, that's a good one. Yeah. I think, um, you know. Um, like the reason why, you know, proud is like, of like accomplishments, like, uh, getting good at an instrument, getting good at, you know, photography, you mm-hmm. know, making stuff. I really mm-hmm. enjoy making stuff. Um, so, um, there is an element of like, you know, the fuel that, um, can drive you to create wonderful things, whether it be a song or a piece of art. Mm-hmm. or whatever it is and you seeing know, it come to life like and even when you know when you do a live performance in music i'm not sure that like while i'm doing it that's right. not the that's not the most enjoyable part because often it's difficult so you're like concentrating mm-hmm. there's pressure um through pressure you can achieve wonderful things um i would always when we could with my band or whatever, or any kind of musical performance, try to record it on a videotape. Because then when you can watch it without, without actually having to do it, Mm -hmm. that's when you can be proud of it. You know, like, Oh, look at that. That sounds pretty good. You can't in the moment you're trying so hard to be, to make it good. Yeah. And even like during a photo shoot. Yeah. It's fun to photograph, but there's Mm -hmm. also this pressure where, Mm the 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 happiness and the and the proud moment comes when you're like when it's over and you're yeah. going for like oh this one's great look at that you know yeah, and so yeah. that's like the proud moment but during it it is like 
kind of this anxiety, like, uh, writing, man, mm-hmm. why aren't you better? Come on, make it good. Make it good. Yeah. You yeah. get one, you get one good photo. It's like, okay, we'll get two, right, get two, right. get three, like keep on getting the hits, Push. make as many hits right. as possible. And you know, you might be sweating and like, uh, trying to make <laughs> yourself, you know, squeeze out that fucking, you know, creative shit. Um, <laughs> I got kind of gross. Um, <laughs> But like, you know, you have this, you know, you want to keep on producing this wonderful creative work, but the enjoyable moment is when it's done and you can look at it and relax, make a drink and be like, not bad, Apple, not (laughs) too bad. And that's the perfect way to end. Not too bad, Apple. All right. Not too bad. Cheers. You are just a delightful human. You have vision beyond. It's 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 great to see. It's great to be your friend. There were and many times during the quarantine, I was like, man, I could really use a hangout with Laura. <laughs> and it took nine months, but we got here. I hope it doesn't we take another here. nine months. Um, I know. And um, hey, there's always, like I say, there's room for chapter two. Okay. You know, my, my, my people that I've had on, it's, it's been fun for me just to kind of connect and talk. I'm, and I'm still waiting for a, um, a, a Ruby Allen star Wars part two. I know. Uh, edition. And I, I want to let her know, not all old star Wars characters smell like gasoline. <laughs> that is just her father's characters. I have, yes. I would love to show her one day. Um, I have some old school star Wars characters. They do not smell like gasoline. (laughs) They were not left in a garage. And, um, you know, they were kept, kept well and nice. Yeah. I mean, they don't have the Kung Fu grip like GI Joe guys. I don't know what the the modern, um, Star Wars character has going on for them, but I have some quality. Um, I mean like my Ewok doesn't have the clothes anymore. Those got lost. Right. Right. Um, I got, I got a Yoda. I got a Chewbacca. Okay. I got a Han Solo. I'll and, have to um, I'll have to share so share this with her. Don't be thinking that all yeah. <laughs> all Star Wars characters of you know of old smell like gasoline. That's are a, stanky. That's a, that is yeah. just some. The, just just her dad's. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a very I'm a big fan of her YouTube uh, page. Yeah, I know we we really gotta. It's so hard with the with uh, Roxanne and the it's just hard to I'm get sure. it all going. You well, know, lockdown. But it has two. to because she. I mean. You know, and I say to her because I wanted to do the YouTube channel with her because I don't want her watching these children yeah. and no, these I, families be obnoxious. Well, I, I want her to create things. If she wants to be involved with that, like, please, by all means, create I think, something. I think y'all are right. I mean, she has that it factor. Yeah. I think she has Why, that. Thank you. This, that stage presence. I she, think uh, she does. The camera loves her, and I yeah. think she loves the camera. Yeah, <laughs> she's totally embracing, um, you know, being a YouTube personality. In, yeah, in all the best ways. So, um, just let her know, um, people are hungry for a little bit more. And yeah, she's hitting on a big thing with me. Uh, with the with Star, the Star- with the so, Star Wars. Uh, please, yeah, uh, that that was a big hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And Dave, I'm so happy we didn't have another David Apple on here tonight because <laughs> the first one went to somebody else. <laughs> Did you forget the S? Yes, I forgot the S. 
yeah. So yeah, it yeah. went straight to David Apple. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been kind of cool to have both. But, yeah. Uh, I, I, I as Taylor was going uh, to bed, I was like, ah, I sent it to the wrong David Apple. We <laughs> might have a surprise guest. That, like, that, hey, that might be cool. That might have been David Appel. You never know. Oh, yeah. yeah Touche. Yeah. You're right. Well, it was uh, a lot of fun. And, yeah. Um, thank you, you know. so much for your time and for coming on and yeah. chatting with me. Very it was good. fun. A lot of fun. Uh, all right, Dave. Well, I will see you. Uh, send me pictures if you eat that gourmet meal. I'm, I mean, like, I'm going to eat the PBH&J, but I'm really excited for Ritz Pizza Crackers. That <laughs> shit is incredible. These are things I, I will be sharing with Ruby tomorrow. If she likes pizza, she's going to love a pizza cracker. Yeah. Um, a pizza. Uh, yeah. I, I wonder if Taylor's had this before. You, you better believe he, he gets down with some uh, pizza bagels. So. Yeah, this is like, um, you know, this is like, I think, uh, appetizer, um, you know, kind of like mm -hmm. your, oh. your, you know, bar mitzvah, your sweet 16 kind yep. of. Um, uh, nice little bite. This could be a thing. Yeah. It's like, uh, <laughs> let's uh, make pizza crackers, uh, pizza on a Ritz cracker a thing. It's, you know? it's the latest trend. Make uh, Ritz crackers great again. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, it's bad. It's bad stuff. So good. Okay. So good. All yeah. right, Dave. Okay. I'll see you soon. Hopefully. Yes. Hopefully. All right. Okay. Bye. Good night.